Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperice.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey everyone, welcome to the OFT Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Bowles, Site Manager, Emperor, Supreme Warlord, and Defender of the Faith over at OneFootDown.com on the SU Nation Network. And joining me once again is the Senior Editor and the Commissioner, Jude Seymour, as well as the Chief Inspector, Brendan McAlinden. Fellas, why can't you buy turtles at anywhere anymore? Why can't you go? Why isn't there a pet store to go buy turtles? I love turtles. I like turtles. I like turtles. Yes, I like turtles. <laughs> and anytime I say, see that, and it's that kind of sophomore response that I get from anybody when I legitimately try to find out where the fuck to buy turtles. You can't get a turtle from like PetSmart or something. My wife put the kibosh. I wanted to buy a turtle, and my wife put the kibosh on it because I wanted a Russian tortoise. Because I wanted it to be. um, You you are aware of the Russian tortoise, right? They cost a hundred bucks. You can buy. So a Russian tortoise costs a hundred dollars. It used to be. I don't. Well, I guess you say you can't buy them now, but it was a hundred bucks. You could buy it at PetSmart or Petco or whatever the fuck, and um, they live for one hundred years. So you're buying this tortoise that essentially becomes a family heirloom. Like I will die before <laughs> you can write your will does. on its shell. Right. So my kids are going to have to fight which one gets the tortoise. It's an heirloom. It's an heirloom pet. Which one gets Da Vinci? Because I'm, you know, I'm going to go the Ninja Turtles route and name it after, <laughs> you know, an Italian artist. Which one gets Da Vinci? Yeah, I I had a turtle growing up. I, I had. Uh, I got like a, I got a B minus in a grade. I get, I get which, which grade I was. And mom said, Hey, if you get, get straight A's next quarter, we'll go get you a turtle. I was like, all right, cool. 
So that's exactly what we did. We lived in, we were living in Fort Wayne. And I remember going up to Georgetown Square. There's this little pet store. It was the coolest pet store. You get snakes. You get ferrets. You get all hedgehogs, turtles, all sorts of crazy-ass shit. And you cannot get any of that in any of these pet stores anymore. But I had a I, – so that was maybe like second grade. And uh, and I lost him uh, shortly after high school. How do you lose a turtle? <laughs> Dude, don't get me started. How do you lose a turtle, Josh? So- Josh, but the sad part is, though, the sad part is his name was Rowdy, and it wasn't a he. It was actually a she, and we didn't know it for the longest time, and so then it became Rowdina, and then now this totally translates to 2022, because I don't know what the fucking what the fucking pronoun to refer to him, her, as, as I talk, (laughs) as I speak about him. I like, but (laughs) I want pronouns I like in totals. So we spent six hours on the river today, and an ungodly amount of turtles. And I'm just like, how illegal is it for me just to pluck one of these fuckers and take it's them home? Not, it's not illegal. I think it is though, isn't it? No. Why is it illegal to take a non-protected animal and make it your own? You can take one, take the fucking turtle. You should have taken a turtle. Our, bo- our box turtle, our, our box turtles made a turtle. turtle. Not protected. No, no, they're unprotected. They're like dime a dozen. I yeah. I don't know. You should have taken a turtle. I don't, I don't need a turtle, a turtle snatching license. No, just grab a turtle, and then you're good. Grab a turtle, and then like some freshwater uh, clams, and then I'm you're just, good. I'm afraid I'm I'm afraid I'm a sna- I'm a snatch up a turtle. Yeah. And then I'm gonna get about two miles down the road. I'm gonna get pulled over by fucking DNR. Yeah, uh, DNR. And it's a man to search my car for the turtle. I have a buddy who hide your turtles. For, I had a buddy who worked for the DNR. I'll I'll send him a text and I'll ask him, would it have been kosher for you to just like snatch up a turtle? In the state of Indiana, we were, oh. were very close to Michigan uh, today, but 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 not quite. We were over in uh, Mongo, Indiana, uh, mm-hmm. which the town looks exactly like the name, and uh, but it's a great great place to go uh, on uh, uh, Pigeon River over there. So, anyway, look, Joshua, I don't want to overlook the one of the elements of your story that I, I do not believe to be true for, for one for one thing is that you got straight A's at any point in your life that that, that cannot be that cannot be the case. Jude listen actually that year no I dude I was a fucking great student, great student. <laughs> but what's funny too about that no my uncle still owes me a snorkeling trip I don't people thought maybe they thought I was dumb they all they all acted like I was going to become a, a lawyer but I, I think that's just parent talk for your kid as an asshole um, they're like, you're going to be a lawyer someday. I'm like, oh, so, and now I'm older thinking like, oh, they just thought I was an asshole. But I had straight, straight A's so, for that turtle. They so thought you were going to Virginia? Is, is, oh, is Dylan, is Dylan going to be a lawyer? going to University of Virginia? This is, a, this, this is important. This is important. So then the fourth quarter, uh, so we're, we're at Christmas, and my uncle gave, gave me, my, uh, my cousin, a snorkeling set for uh, as Christmas presents. He, he was down in... A Florida or whatever, blah blah blah. Anyways, said hey, if you get straight A's, he's like, I'll take a snorkel one. Cool. This doesn't end got- with your uncle dying, does it? I I gotta cut the story no, off. No, he's dead. No, my, my uncle my, my uncle Pete is is alive and well. He's a, okay, he's good. Awesome. But he still hasn't took me fucking a snorkel, <laughs> and I got the straight A's, and I call him out on it all the time. Uh, and he's is I mean let's let's do it, dude. I mean I'm afraid now. I mean he's getting old. He's had a lot of surgeries, uh, but he could probably handle snorkeling. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, but we, it was we, that. We, it was also that grade. Listen, it was also that grade where I learned that teachers don't give a fuck. And I got these straight A's, right? But 
the one subject that I didn't do anything, literally did nothing in, was art. Every art project we had, I just took it and stuffed it in my fucking desk. Like, by the end of the year, there was nothing in my desk but art projects that I didn't finish, and I stuffed in. Guess who still got an A in art? Me. So well, I learned all, then the, every every grade school art care. teacher, every grade school art teacher is the kindergarten teacher from Billy Madison who's just eating glue during recess, right? Well, see, this was pri- this was a private school, and they didn't have a separate art teacher. So the same teacher that was teaching every other subject was, you know, was also the the art teacher. So I don't know if, if Mrs. P just did not care about art she uh, at all. Didn't want you again? Obvious. She didn't. She wanted to move you along. But listen, I once no vowels, no vowels left behind. That's right. For the rest, for the rest of my time at that, you and Joshua. (laughs) For the rest of my time at St. Peter's Lutheran School in Fort Wayne, I did not do a single art project from second grade to seventh grade. I end up uh, coming back to Exville in eighth grade. Oh, this is a and got A's in art all the way through. This is a Lutheran thing. Did they true or false? When your grades come out. Did they hammer them against your parents' door? <laughs> uh, you would think. You would think that would that would happen. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, I didn't do a fucking art one, one single art project for my entire time there, and I got straight A's. Um, Josh, you posting about yeah. us recording a podcast has turned into an informal Q and A, uh, which Brendan's oh Jesus. Being- Already being asked if he's eating chicken parm or fettuccine alfredo, and uh, <laughs> Louis season three. Oh yeah, hey, our, our good friend me. Oscar is, is asking about early reviews on Bluey season three. So, <laughs> if you want to answer either one of those questions, Brennan, the floor is now yours. Listen, uh, mom getting twenty minutes hit hard. Uh, the episode where we're chilling needed the thirty minutes that that hit hard in the the old Macklin in house. Uh, that was an, a banger, as Bluey episodes are uh, capable of doing. Okay. And uh, if you if you were forced to eat at Olive Garden, would you would you gravitate towards the chicken parm or the fettuccine Alfredo? Uh, I I would gravitate away from fettuccine Alfredo because <laughs> almost any restaurant that makes fettuccine Alfredo, it is like terrible, terrible slop. It's that paste. Well, it also it'll also 100% run through your system because oh, yeah. <laughs> they are very heavy with the butter and the fettuccine like, alfredo. So. Like shit through a tin horn, as Nick Saban, <laughs> Nick Saban would say. <laughs> oh my goodness, boys! I am feeling I'm feeling a little better about about things. Uh, yeah, I got a I got a rosier outlook on life because uh, college football season is just a few weeks away. Um, unfortunate for me, I had children in life and it's (laughs) the last, the last eight months of rearing those children have completely fucked my college football season. Uh, absolutely completely trashed it. So we're going to get through it. I'm going to get through it. It's going to be fine. Uh, but it is definitely, (laughs) it wasn't the college football season I planned, which is probably means that we're going to get it. We're going to win a national championship, right? Because I'm fucked out of all this other stuff, so we're gonna win titles. Yeah. So that's that's good news. He's but look, Notre Dame is back in camp. Yeah, Notre Dame is back in camp. There is uh, there is TV news. There is realignment kind of news. There's all sorts of stuff going on. But before we move on, I got to get to some reviews. You guys ready for this? 
Sure. I was born ready. I, I should hope so. Uh, just reminded everybody out there, get on over to Apple podcasts, leave a rating, leave a review, any review that you leave. I will read on the next OFT podcast. doesn't matter what the rating is that you leave, but, but, but what are we looking there for Jude or Brendan? Well, if you ask Jude, uh, you might get the separate answer. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm looking for those. <laughs> Julian love earned five stars. Those, those just those hit different because th- those are all American five stars. Those are should have won the Thorpe Award th- five stars. Those are actually he's pretty good five stars. Ah uh, man, all right. So let's get to it. And I'm trying to figure out where the hell it was that we st- that we didn't do. Uh, I think. Sorry. Okay, here we go. Another JOK earned five star from Yo Mama is so, oh no, I already did that one. Your mama is too cheap. My bad. All right, here we go. Shirley's truck stop earned five star. <laughs> I had previously submitted a review. <laughs> I had previously submitted a review saying OFD was the Waffle House of podcasts, but I guess it didn't make it. The reason is when you go to Waffle House, you get what you expect. And if you don't like what you get, it's your own dang fault. Keeping the breakfast theme, OFD gets a Shirley's Truck Stop $4.50 Shirley's Special Earned 5 Stars, formerly located on Mishawaka Avenue. OFD is like Shirley's, is also like Shirley's. It's on the other side of town. It's a rough spot, but it's comfort food at 3 a.m. after dropping $40 on PBRs and Royal Bombs at Bleachers. He gets us. If you want state-run media breakfast, you go to Nick's Patio. I like OFD because y'all challenge the mainstream narratives and back up even the bad takes. Like we got bad takes here. <laughs> Keep up the good work. P.S. Brennan should get the name Supreme Meme Lord for doing the Lord's work on Twitter. And I agree with that fucking wholeheartedly. That's a whole that's a whole lot of uh, compliment right there. The whole the whole damn thing. No, it was, it's, it was definitely a review that gets us. <laughs> if you uh, if you were Supreme <laughs> Meme Lord, would would uh, Jessica Smetana be your subject? Uh, well, no, she, she's the su- supreme meme lord for all of those. Uh, no, no, no. There's no supreme in front of that name. No, she's just meme lord. So. Why do you think I need the memes. title supreme warlord? I don't need any of these other fucking warlords thinking they're above me. I am the supreme <laughs> warlord. <laughs> I can't yeah, even tell you the last. Titles are even, important. I can't even tell you the last meme Jessica Smetana put out there, by the way. Oh, she had one the other day. She had one the other day. Was yeah. it F1? Um, mm. it might've been F1 related. All right. No, it was, uh, oh gosh, never, I'll figure it out. So <laughs> I'll search. Oh, it was back in April. No, it's, it's here. Th- these aren't funny. I'm looking for the one that I actually <laughs> chortled. I'm looking for the one I chortled at. <laughs> All good. All right. Next one here from, uh, from Charlie Weiss burner at BK 10, five stars. Hey, boys, love the pod. Always puts a smile on my face to see a new episode pop up. Bought my tickets for the Stanford game this year. Only concern is I don't turn 21 till after the game. Therefore, have no clue where to stay hotel-wise. Coming from nine and a half hours away, it's a little far to come out and head home the night of. Any suggestions? Keep up the great work. Go Irish. P.S. Put me on Team Burrito. Mishawaka. So I... 
I got an answer for this. Yeah. But it, it includes, it includes a little bit of a story. The answer is Mishawaka though, right? (laughs) It Uh, can be. Yes. It can be. Yeah. I'll can work too. Yeah. So, so listen, my friend, 25 years ago, (laughs) I had the, uh, about, about a month before I started my freshman year in college, uh, a couple buddies of mine, uh, were going down to a wedding in West Virginia and one of them played baseball at Capitol. One of so one of his teammates is getting married. Uh, wants to go down. Wants me to go. I'm like, all right, bet. Let's go. We get on the road and we have my. This is going to be a story, so just bear with me. We get on the road and we get probably you know one town away and realize we got like twenty bucks between us. Now this is you know 1996. Now there are you know none of us had a cell phone. Uh, there were no debit cards. We just had ATM cards, uh, but we're all broke as joke. And we'll, we'll see how, let's see how this 20 bucks lasts us to go to West Virginia for a wedding. And we're up in Northwest Ohio. So we get two more towns away. And it's actually where the girl that I was dating at the time lived, uh, who I lied to and said I was 24 and not 17. Um, but that's another story for another time. I couldn't have pulled uh, We had no radio in our car. <laughs> So I stopped there to see if I could just get a a boombox from her and some batteries. So we had some some sound in the fucking car to go to West Virginia. Mind you, she had no idea I was going to West. My girlfriend had no idea I was going to West Virginia for a wedding. I'm like, yeah, that's where I'm. That's what I'm gonna do this weekend. Uh, she had a boombox uh, and then threw it out the window, thinking it broke as we argued about me actually going to West Virginia. Uh, it turns out it didn't break. Uh, the batteries just popped out. And I just walked out the front door and grabbed the boombox of the batteries. And it wasn't a regular boombox. It was like this tiny one. And so we hunt it from the rearview mirror. And you could spin it around, and we had surround sound. Right? It was, it, was, it was dope. So anyways, we get down to Columbus. We get down to Columbus Friday night. We had no money. But the, but the fraternity brothers and the baseball bros, they're all there. They got us drinks. Uh Another friend of ours had a house down there. We stayed there, no problem, right? But we still had nowhere to stay in West Virginia. Like We still didn't know what the fuck we were doing. And look, I just graduated high school. I don't know what's going on. I'm just I'm along for the ride. I'm driving. I don't have my glasses either, which means I can't see anything, which is even better. Get to West Virginia. We go to this wedding. It's a fucking blast. Still have no idea what's going on. And I, I asked my, I asked you know, one of the guys I went down there with, like, what are we doing? He's like, just find a girl. Hmm. He looked at me like I was fucking crazy. I'm like, oh, okay. Did you hear her voice in the morning hour? So, no. So I still did not find a girl at the wedding. Hmm. But we, as the wedding shuts down, we shut the wedding, the reception down, and we're going over to the hotel. I still don't know what the fuck I'm doing. One of the girls there, and actually, I was pretty fucking hot. Might have been one of the hottest girls there. Just pointed at me and said, this one's mine. Long story short, I had a place to stay. No. Told you my buddies. They had a place to stay. It's lucky you didn't have that. It's lucky you didn't have that. It's lucky you didn't have that. Listen, the next morning. Would have reminded you that you were far away from Now we have no money. Now we have no money at all. None. The next morning, those three girls bought us breakfast, gave us gas money, 
yeah. to get back home. And we got we make it we make it uh, maybe about two hours away from home, and and you know we're we're blasted, right? It's just it was a, just a crazy ass weekend. Again, I had just I'm just about ready to start my freshman year in college, and I just and the two guys I was with have been uh, they were four years older than me, um, but I was just like, is this? I looked at them as like, is this college? And they're like, yeah, this is exactly it. See, and I was, I was going man. Just when you were driving, just down fucking road, go to the game, like, bro. Just go to the game and find a girl. And I was just wondering if when you were driving down that road, if you got a feeling that you should have been home yesterday, yesterday, <laughs> he's not getting this reference. And then when the country roads take you home to the place that you belong, I get you know, West I Virginia, get that mountain My mama. mama, I, Dude, we didn't want to come back. We were talking about like just turning back around and staying stay right, down there, so lumber, coming lumberjacks. One one sort of thing here, right? Which is you cannot find a Notre Dame girl who lives in a dorm because that will not work as an overnight accommodation. No, no, no. 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 You need no, to you, find an off-campus chick or a non-college student. So, you're, it's best to find a local who probably yeah. has. I mean, yeah, someone's got a place to stay up there. You just got to find them. Someone's gonna help. Someone's gonna help you out. I mean, Trust they used to have a place called Turtle Creek. <laughs> the the real answer. Turtle Creek's gone. The real answer is is Mishawaka. You'll be right off right off the highway. You can get down to the stadium in less than fifteen minutes. Do that. <laughs> right. Yeah. I get it. I mean, he, Look at but he's not twenty one. Oh, well, I mean, have have a parent. Is there new hotel the... rules now that you can't get a hotel? Can't get a hotel room unless you're twenty one. No, I think he just wants to have a good time, right? That's what I took it as. Oh, dude, everybody will hook you up. Just fucking tell him you're 26. Oh, just go to a tailgate. Yeah, that's you can you'll be fine for Saturday. So, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I dated a girl for for most of a summer. Told her I was 24. I was 17. (laughs) So, I mean, that that wouldn't have flied for me because maybe if I said I was 15, it's 17. It would have been more believable. There was no way I looked that old, but uh, maybe she didn't care either. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> that's an even longer story. Uh, anyways, <laughs> moving on. Five stars from her loyal son. Ray Finkel earned five stars. Great show. Four-letter words used frequently. Fuck the haters. If one was guaranteed a Heisman this year, Buckner, Estime, Foskey, or Mayer, who would you choose? Mark me down for estimate. Side note: Does anyone else have trouble posting reviews? Takes me several tries to get one to stick. Uh, no, the correct answer. I have. I have. It's uh, got to be Buckner, right? Well, I have. I yes. have the receipts. I have the receipts for Buckner. So since the year of our Lord 2010, um, there have been 10 quarterbacks to have won the Heisman Trophy in that period of time. Six of the quarterbacks who have won Heisman's since 2010 have been first-year starters. Three of them have been in their second year of eligibility, Johnny Football, Jameis Winston, and Bryce Young. So there is a precedent for not only first-time starters, 60% of the Heisman Trophy-winning quarterbacks have been, second, have been first-year starters, but also, you know, three of the 10, 30% of the quarterbacks who have won the Heisman have been either redshirt freshmen or true sophomores in the case of Bryce Young. So to to say that Tyler Buckner isn't the the answer is is 
felonious because look if Tyler Buckner wins the Heisman this year, Notre Dame is in the national championship game, right? At least the playoffs. Yeah. 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 For sure. And and the thing is that I, is as well, is like what have we what have we been talking about for like the last eight months? Like the importance of like an elite quarterback to your to your program, not just for what they do on the field, but what for what it shows to other recruits and and all that to, to bring the status of your program up. Well, there's nothing more statusy than a fucking Heisman Trophy uh, coming back to coming back home for your quarterback. As much as I would love Audrey Estime to be the answer here, it it absolutely is and has to be Tyler Buckner. It's, I, I do wonder what a, I do wonder what a Heisman season from from Isaiah Foskey looks like because he is such a he must have be such home record that like they literally could they literally took like the Alabama or Ohio State quarterback and they said nah we got to give it to Foskey like, well that, well the that problem is like, with, with Foskey the problem with Foskey is he's not competing with other quarterbacks he's competing with Will Anderson. Right. So, so if he would win it right, over but, Will Anderson, think about but, think what kind of season that is. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, think about what kind of season that is. Like he's living in the backfield for, for 10, 11 games, right? Yeah. He'd have God. to have like Indomitian Sioux level impact where every game but is just – Every game though. Every but game. Even, well, but like even Sue then Sue didn't win. Nine, <laughs> no, no, he right. should have won it. Well, well so, so but he like, didn't do it every like game Sue either. Pl- he had a great – Yeah. I don't know. It just be it would be insane. Oh, I think it would be great. I mean, that'd be yeah, great. no, no, I, I think, I think that's a pretty successful team too, but. Um, and we're also, we're also ready for the narrative to change for defensive, you know, I mean, like, yes, there have been, but I, I defensive player that will not be named on this podcast has won, has won the uh, Heisman trophy. But I mean, there was one that should have won it, could have won it, did not finish second um, documentary dropping in about five days. Uh, <laughs> with that involved with, with Tao. Yeah, uh, but it's just it's a that's a thing. But again, there's nothing better for your program than your quarterback winning the Heisman. Your quarterback. So it's still it's still that regardless. Uh, last one here um, from G Bank five uh, says, stop giving them a free pass. Five stars. <laughs> love the pod. <laughs> love, love the pod. Longtime listener. Five time five star reviewer. <laughs> this guy's been on. Oh it. my god! Hell yeah! I love it. I love it. Let's get him a fucking championship belt. Five time, five time, five time. <laughs> with uh, it says with Ohio State being the first game, I thought this was relevant. We know your stance on 2012 Kansas State and somewhat Oregon costing ND a national championship, but I don't think 2012 Ohio State gets enough of the blame for having a bull band that season. They went 12 and 0 in a soft Big Ten that year and squeezed out wins against Cal, Indiana, and Purdue. They didn't play a team ranked higher than 20th. So, one, does the ND win that game? And two, should they be a villain, keep up the great work, and go Irish? Those are excellent points. Excellent points. Uh, But I still think an undefeated Notre Dame and an undefeated Kansas State are in the – this isn't the playoffs – are the BCS National Championship game over – uh, undefeated Ohio State for those reasons. Yeah, I remember tweeting about this actually last last year. I said, apropos of nothing, the 2012 Ohio State team went 12 and 0 versus Miami of Ohio four and eight, UCF ten and four, Cal three and nine, UAB three and nine, 
MSU seven and six, Nebraska ten and four, Indiana four and eight, Purdue six and seven, Penn State eight and four, Illinois two and ten, Wisconsin eight and six, and Michigan eight and five. Michigan and Nebraska ended the season ranked. Yeah, they would have faced Nebraska in the Big Ten championship game, and that yeah. that was a game that they won sixty three thirty eight the first time. So I'm not sure we would have learned a, a ton of, of, about who Ohio State was. Um. I I don't know. They they would have been thirteen and zero Big Ten champs. I I think that's a good resume. I still think an undefeated Kansas State and undefeated Notre Dame gets in over them based off of that bowl. Like we're talking the BCS, so it's a little different monster. I I know somewhere somewhere out there, there's probably uh, the numbers about what what could have or could have happened if Ohio State was eligible, uh, but. They, look, they were not a good team. They, I mean, they just weren't. Okay, uh, so they, yeah, because because uh, Kansas State beat number six Oklahoma and in Norman, they beat they beat seventeenth ranked West Virginia in Morgantown, they beat fifteenth ranked Texas Tech at home. You're you're probably right. They beat Baylor. They're probably set in that championship game. The Ohio State defense in 2012 was probably the worst Ohio State defense of any of our lifetimes. They were I mean, pretty they, bad. They gave up 49 to Indiana, 38 to Nebraska. I mean, they they gave up points. Who gives up 38 points to post Tommy Frazier Nebraska? Jesus Christ. I, well, I you know. scored 63 on them, so you probably your, your second string gave up most of those, right? <laughs> Still Where's yeah, the pride? Well, they were the that Nebraska team was the uh, uh, they referenced them in uh, Better Call Saul that 2009 Nebraska team that was a <laughs> pretty big point. I mean, and as as far as Ohio State being a, being a villain, that's already like etched in stone. Yeah, I don't or, think I need to pick a year. I just pick Ohio State, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, my household, I I, I look at. We deal with Ohio State in, in a in a little bit of a different way, um, and it's a it's a bigger as a bigger fuck you to Michigan than anything else. Uh, but it's also a, a, an homage, uh, which is fitting homage uh, to the state of Ohio, uh, to to high, Ohio high school football players everywhere. Uh, Urban Meyer kind of fucking wrecked that, uh, wrecked the beautifulness that was Jim Trestle's dream of of an Ohio football team. But anyways, but. At any rate, Ohio State's always been a villain. Uh, that's what makes losing to them so goddamn fucking terrible. Uh, in the mid '90s, it was fucking terrible. The Fiesta Bowl was fucking terrible. Like, we got to beat them. We got to motherfucking beat these guys. Yeah. Uh, and I can't think of a better th- time and place to do it than in a few weeks in Columbus, uh, when you're a fifth, which is now a fifteen and a half point spread. Ooh. Uh, yeah, it went up. Went up a point. Gotta, right now, gotta, it's great. Gotta they're, put they're that sweet, sweet home field money. You on gotta it. put that home field money on it. I'll do it right now. I think, I, I think we have to do that with fifteen. So, fifteen and a half, man. Yeah, find me fifteen and a half. That's great. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, that's on DraftKings right now. Uh, all right. So, thank you again. Thank you again for all those reviews. Uh, get on over to Apple Podcasts. Become a part of the show. Get fucking wedding trip advice from a 17 year old me or whatever the hell or whatever the hell else you got going on. Uh, but we will read, uh, any review that you leave 
word for word on this show. You know we will. I, I know that there was an Olive Garden review on there somewhere, and, I, and it must have just disappeared. Somebody wrote something about Olive Garden, and I was like, God damn it. I'm going to have to I'm gonna have to read this. And it disappeared. So, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Uh-huh. Yeah. All right. Refile. But we are... We are knee deep in fall camp. Fall camp. It's the camp for the fall, which begins on September first. Yeah. What do you call? What do you call the uh, camp that happens in um, right around St. Patrick's Day? What do you call that camp? Well, March is March is spring. March is spring. Yes. Right, but when it, when does it start? First spring. So spring. It's what? spring practice. So Mark, it, even, to, it takes place in the spring and you don't yes. call it summer camp because but it's you not don't the call camp, camp for the call summer. It spring, call it spring practice. We're calling this fall camp. What because the f- you're just, that's just, fall. no, that's dumb. Because yeah. the, you put the word camp on it? Yes. I call it, here's the thing. I call it fall camp because it's fall camp. And I'm also not one – and people are griping about it, and those are the same people that gripe about, well, it's not a bye week. It's technically uh, – what do they call it? <laughs> it's uh, an off week. Cheeseburger? <laughs> cheeseburger. I would, I would accept a cheeseburger. But there's people who are, who are out there calling to get rid to, – to abolish the bye week naming. Look, it's not a hill I want to die in, but at the same time, I, I, let's acknowledge that it's inconsistent. Yeah, I can't believe you can't you can't even it's acknowledge consistent. it. No, it's not. In, it's inconsistent. You're camping in prepare in preparation. Your camp of the happens fall. during the spring. You call it spring camp. No, no, no. Camp happens during no, the summer. Call, you but Jude, it camp. doesn't happen. Nobody calls there. it spring camp. They call it spring practice. They don't call it spring camp. What they just call it spring practice. You're acting like that makes a difference. Like the words practice it does. camp words, make a difference. Words make a difference. Okay, what's the difference? Because we're not arguing over camp versus practice. We're arguing over the spring versus the summer. And when by the way, at, by the way, the summer first, versus fall, the first spring it's practice, fucking summer, the first spring practice is on was on March. Yeah, but the 17th. majority of those practices happen in the spring. Don't be this guy. Don't be like, oh, well, technically, it starts two <laughs> days before the start of spring. So therefore, it's winter practice. It could be. It's not. It could be winter spring. It's practice. A, a, once March 1st hits, meteorologist, meteor. The fucking M word. I'm going Trump on everybody. Yeah, here. meteorologist. Meteorology. Thank you. According to them, yeah. that is that that is now spring. Great. So fuck a calendar. You just, Calendars you just, are live. You just leaned into my point, which is that if you think March 1st is the beginning of spring, then all of spring practice is covered in the spring. Yet somehow all of summer, all of fall camp is covered in the summer. We we'll call it fall camp. Well, the, well, camp and spring are two different words. Yes, I'm aware of the English language. Exactly. That is the that is the difference. No, you're, you're an practice, idiot. Spring, this is, this is camp, literally the this you are, is camp, you are literally camping the in preparation of the fall. You're camping in preparation. Okay. Of the fall. So if they called it spring camp, then you would object and say it's spring practice. I would. I would. I no, would. you wouldn't. No. no, you wouldn't. You're not Shut camping. Up. You're not camping. It's fucking Shut spring. Shut it's up. fucking spring. Well, oh, we're, I'm sorry. Spring where are practice. It's fall camp. Where are they camping? Words matter. Where are they you camping? can't camp. With, listen, you can't camp because you're going they, to school. Where are the nerdy right now? They're camping. not going to. Right now, they're not going to school, so it's camp. You can't camp in spring because you're going to school, but you can camp in August. Camp suggests that you actually there's no camp, school. though, right? They're camping, right? They're not camping. I mean, they they're could. taking naps on floors. 
They're fucking camping. It's like it's like saying, oh, summer camp. Uh, it's just really like it's three hours. All right, get on with your points. This is dumb. <laughs> I don't even know where the fuck we're at here. Uh, so we are in fall camp. <laughs> now that we have established what fall camp is. And uh, I got to say, guys, I don't know what to make of anything. Because I because there is really there's no meat on any bone. No. Uh, but there's but there is a, there is plenty of seasoning. Like it's very it's salty. The the you know the the info coming out and what's being shown, uh, because obviously like Notre Dame's not showing like these five period things. This is uh you're you're not you're not seeing the goods. We're getting salt, the- fat, acid, heat is what we're getting. Yeah, you're gonna see the guys moving around, and, and and which is great. You know, see a guy in pads. Andre Kesame looks amazing. Tobias Merriweather looks great as a freshman. Going to be a part of the thing. You get all these interviews, uh, which is which is huge. I like to, to get to be able to talk to an assistant who does who has not had. Marcus Freeman has had probably five thousand interviews from the time he was hired until today, and most of the que- you're out of questions, right? Like you can't ask them the same thing five thousand. I mean, they're trying, but at least with the assistants, you ha- you have to change the questions, um, and which we're getting now. So you're getting a little bit different information, which is great. Uh, but <clears throat> I, how many timeouts do you plan on taking before the first snap of a football game? That's an important one. Do you foresee yourself committing a false start penalty on the first snap of the football game, Marcus? What do you think the odds are on that? Can we get a prop bet on that? Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah, but the person, taking, the person taking yes has got to get some real good odds because otherwise just take no because it's much more likely to say no. Uh, you're too logical on that one, Jude. That's like saying what? Avery Davis isn't going to hey, throw a touchdown look, pass. You lost five bucks to me two years ago about Navy being playing in Indiana. So I'll take your, I'll take another five bucks from you about the false start penalty on the first offensive play in Columbus. So All right. You're on. You're on. Perfect. Another free five dollars. Let's do that. It's gonna be it's gonna be so bad when I'm celebrating like crazy when we get a fuck <laughs> and everyone else is throwing shit. I'll be like, I am rich. It, it was I am the wealthiest man it alive. Was <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, shit. All right. Let's just fucking name Tyler Buckner a starter and move on with our lives. Why? Because you need a Brendan, what Why? have we talked about for the for years? You you name a starter, you rally behind that guy. That's the guy. But to argue to argue um, Brennan's, I think point going to make is if if everyone on the team knows that Tyler's the guy, and you're just like, not telling the media, what's the harm in that? What's the harm? Well, everybody knows. Everybody knows. Nobody's treating this right. Like a, so like a what's the harm? Because it just if looks you, foolish. If you t- if you take one, if you give. If you make Ohio State take one hour to look at Drew Pine, that's one hour they didn't take to look at. If Tyler. Ohio State doesn't listen, if Notre Dame isn't taking one hour to look at Ohio State's backup, then our coaches need fired. Well, yeah, maybe two hours because you have plenty of time. It's a, it's a fucking preseason. Yeah, I would rather them prepare for the half Korean Brandon Wimbush that they <laughs> are assuming Tyler Buckner is, uh, than than giving them any sort of. Um, 
insight into the fact that Tyler Buckner was recruited not to be a runner. And the only reason he ran last season is because that was the package that got him earliest on the field. Right. Uh, I will take, I will take that. I want them coming in thinking, Oh yeah, Notre Dame's got this quarterback uh, who runs. So let's uh, pretend like we're playing Taylor Martinez of, of Nebraska fame. Yeah. That's what I want. Look, I, I, I think this whole thing is com- incredibly overblown. People seem to get really upset about this, but everyone knows that Tyler Buckner is the starter. We don't need to hear Marcus Freeman say it. We, like, we don't ha- need to hear it. I mean, I love Drew Pine. I'm like the biggest Drew Pine fan that is probably has a has a, a regular podcast. That's, but, that's a fact. But, uh, you know, even I know Tyler Buckner is the <laughs> starter. Like, I'm not upset about it. I'm, I'm rooting like hell for Tyler Buckner this year. You I'm know? not. Listen, I'm not upset about it. That's not the. Yeah, I just so don't, the I point? don't like the conversation, any conversation we have or when you have when you've got to write an article about it or you're reading someone's article about. No, no, hold, back, hold on a that's, second. That's 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 the athletic mindset right there, which is that you could write an article about a QB controversy that everyone knows doesn't exist. Right. And so just I, resist the urge to write anything about any kind of thing, because we all know I just don't want to. Josh, I don't, so want it out the the I don't want it out of the universe. I'm a truth warrior. I'm a truth warrior. I don't need this <laughs> just bullshit. Just drop the pretense. Drop the pretense. Quit putting the precursor of, well, I think that, you know, Tyler Buckner's probably. Yeah, just Tyler Buckner's the starter. Tyler like, Buckner's who's, starter. Who's going to who's gonna come back during the, the Ohio State game if Drew Pine walks out in the first series and be like, but OFD said. Like, just tell him about your society, dude. It's Listen, fine. if anyone if anyone out there ever starts a sentence with, well, OFD said, you fucked up. Boy, yeah, if, I was gonna say. if Drew Pine walks out what? onto you the field up. against Ohio People State. Will, it, it'll be, it'll be, it'll be, you know what it will be? It'll be like the, the beginning of the Nevada game in 2016 where Malik Zaire ended up at wide receiver, but he walked out for the first, the first snap and people were like, what's going on here? I would no, well, no. I'm what will happen would be like like Tommy Reese against Purdue in 2012 when he got fucking booed. Yeah, that's no, you would, you would boo Drew Pine before you saw what he could do. Well, he's not gonna get bo- he's gonna get booed because he's at the shoe. But, oh, I was gonna say, yeah, that's pro- that's fair. But that's fair. but I mean, if if and if, then he's gonna get a false start penalty, and I'm gonna lose five bucks. So Drew Pine's Hell walking yeah. out. If Drew Pine's walking out against Ohio State, then. They need to just remove all stairs from the university. I was gonna say because Tyler Buckner <laughs> probably did, threw it, did it like an Ian Book, right? Or something. Right. Listen, at least the at least the walk will be a little swaggy. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. I don't. I to be honest with you, I don't worry about Drew Pine. I think he's a he's a great second string quarterback. I, right? I think he's a phenomenal backup quarterback. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't I don't worry about his his readiness. I. I don't I guess, think he's capable of winning as many games as Tyler Buckner is, but you know, I guess my entire issue all, all boils down to uh, just a personal level of annoyance it's annoying. Yeah, with, it's with, annoying. with having, with having to, it. with having to read or having to read here or don't see read it though. Anything, don't read it. Anything the opposite. It just, you just it told does, him not, you told Josh not, you told Josh not to do something, which is basically like, yeah, telling just him. told him to do it. Yeah, exactly. So I'm Dylan now. Is that the fucking? Is that what's going on? The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. That's right. You were you were the kid Dylan, that could do. You were the kid that could do when you were a kid, going kid. paddling the opposite direction just to spite your parents. God. <laughs> All right. So we've right. we've we've resolved that, right? Yeah. <laughs> who's I mean, who's playing cards? Who's Pine's playing center? Win the fucking 
Drew Pine's going to win the Heisman and go number one overall. Moving on. No. Uh, all right. Is there, guys? Is there anything? Is there anything that we've seen, heard? Um, Brendan, I'll start with you. Is there anything you've seen or heard that's come out of fall camp that um, alarms you, like in, in a in a not so great feeling way? Uh, I mean, for the most part, everything's been like feel good. Like the offensive line is looking good. Um, Harry, he stands, they, we got some, you know, offensive line stuff. Uh, everything about the defensive line seems to be as advertised. Um, if there's anything that's of, con- there, I guess there's two areas of concern. This is, this is something that, uh, um, you know, our buddy Greg points out too. Like nobody, nobody has still seen a, a field goal kicker put foot to football in oh any God. sort of <laughs> well, in any sort funny. of capacity. It's funny because Irish Illustrated got this question today, like, "Well, would you be more worried about um, the wide receiver depth or um, the kicking game?" And two of the guys said kicking game, and Priester said wide receiver depth because there's there's more chance to like screw things up. But I'll tell you what, man, those kickers come in in some really clutch situations, and we're expecting them to. You know, field goal. Yeah, Groovy was last, what, 20, 20 out of 25 last year, which last, was like. Well, 20. last we saw the field goal kickers in the spring game, it was Keystone Cops, mm-hmm. man. It was not great. It's a liability. And, and other than kicking, the only area you could really point to as being of concern is like the biggest question mark on the entire 2022 Notre Dame football roster is where on the field – Cam Hart is playing and who is the guy who is playing opposite him? And is that person capable of playing the sort of corner that Notre Dame is going to want? Cause they're going to want to press, right? I mean, that's what Freeman does. So um, last we saw the guy opposite Cam Hart, he was getting abused <laughs> against any wide receiver with a pulse. Right. So, I mean, we saw Downs, we saw London, and we saw yeah, and, it from and let me, State. Let me jump in on this, because I actually thought Ramon Henderson might become a starter by game one, and it doesn't sound like that's going to happen. No. Yeah. No, it's not. DJ that, Brown, listen, DJ Brown is the man. Like, yeah. I, I had and no G- problem. January, like, uh, January 1st, I, he didn't feel like the man, but okay. <laughs> Last no, I, that game. Yeah. But, that, but listen, what he what he did in two seasons, because Kyle Hamilton could not, could not stay healthy at Notre Dame, correct? Gets right. banged up last two years. Who comes in? Like in the North Carolina game in 2020 was like was like the creme de la creme, right? Like, oh, it's so scary, it's so scary. No, no, Kyle Hamilton. Oh, what was your favorite? What was your favorite point that North Carolina scored when DJ Brown came into that football game? Exactly. So, I mean, I, I put, I, now DJ Brown wasn't ranked very high in my top 25 that I, that I gave to, uh, uh, to farmer for, for his rankings, but God damn it. DJ Brown was in there and I, he was in there because he was my number two safety. I got Brandon Joseph and DJ Brown starting. I've thought that since the spring, I still think that now I like Ramon Henderson a lot. Um, and I think, I think he could be a good safety for us down the road, but you're talking about a, a fifth-year guy, a guy who has already been referred to as the guy that knows what the hell's going on back there, uh, and has tackle? shown he—he's shown he's done well. He had—he had a bad game against Oklahoma State. I cannot 
I cannot hang a bad game on a on a guy. Just one bad, like one really bad game. A lot of people I mean, in that secondary showed, had bad second halves. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we could we could sit a lot of guys right now. Look, Cam Hart did not have a did not have a, a couple of good games last year. You know, you you don't you don't want Cam Hart out there. So, I'm good with DJ Brown. I'll ride. I'll ride and die with him. Who? I mean, whoever's opposite Brandon Joseph needs to be able to tackle because the knock on Brandon Joseph is he can't tackle, misses tackles. I mean, that's that's the, that's the thing that got him last year. And I don't know if that was the move to Northwestern's new system and it just kind of threw him off. But um, he missed a lot of tackles last year. I think it's like I think I saw something like 25 missed tackles, something ridiculous Ugh. like that from Brandon well, Joseph last what's season. What's what? What's wild is how deep we are in our front seven, right? Like, yeah. like our, linebacker, we have four and... starting linebackers, basically, right? But like, how much nickel are we going to play this year? Like, generally, you kind of think that you we're probably going to see a a lot of nickel, right? They're going to play it on the third, that's for sure, right? Yeah, right. So that means, I mean, that 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 generally means Tariq Bracy probably be the is your nickel back. Yeah, they're going to play it the first so, and last game of the season. Look at this. We're starting to (laughs) tacklers on the field. You know what I mean? How good, how good of a tackler is streak racing going to be this year? Because he hasn't been the greatest tackle. You look at the schedule and like the first, like I said, the first and last game, they're going to basically probably be a nickel is going to be on the field. Almost every, like all 85, 90 snaps or whatever it's going to be. But then in between I mean, Marshall, Cal, North Carolina, BYU, Stanford, UNLV, Q's, Clemson, Navy, BC. I don't see a lot of, of um, you know, four wide receiver sets. I don't even no, see a lot not, of three wide receiver sets. Like, Well, I mean, B, BYU is certainly going to do that. Syracuse is going to do that. Uh, I'm not sure about BC. Um, BC is going to be tight end heavy. Um, I George mean, yeah, Takis. Um, George Takis just, is lining up, lining up to be a great villain. Um, I mean, BYU's probably got a guy named Dan Smith ready to play tight end, or you know, it's just you're pro- you're probably you're probably going to need to do that against Cal. Yeah, probably, but I mean, they're a less than opponent. I would I would hope so. Yeah, I mean, it's not it's not a massive challenge, but I mean, you're still going to have to you're you're not you're not going to be able to go out there and play base uh, most right. of the game and, and come out of that. I mean, unless you think, I mean, unless you think that your rover can, um, can just dominate in coverage, which we have the rovers that that can do a lot of that. Uh, but I, no, I think you're going to see you're going to see a ton of nickel this year. I mean, I, I think Tariq Bracy is going to be a huge part of what this defense does in the passing game, like a huge fucking part. Yeah, I mean, it is college football 2022, so. Jude, what, what do you have any, any other concerns so far into fall camp besides a nomenclature? <laughs> um, no, I, I, is the offensive line settled? Yeah. Yeah. It's settled. Yeah. I don't think anybody's the only spot that's like sort of up for grabs. No, is, it's not. Is not really. I mean, Josh is a fifth year guy. Are we so, going to get through? Yeah. Are we going to get through the remainder of the summer without Maris Lufau injuring one of our fellow players? Uh, or himself? Or himself. 
Good question. But if he does, um, I mean, they have they have ample depth behind him. What if he What if he hurts a wide receiver? <laughs> well, uh, we're laughing, but we shouldn't be laughing. Sort of like no, when we should um, not. <laughs> so, Cole Komet Cole Komet got injured uh, in fall camp, right? Is uh, is Junior Tuiela Halmaka going to be a ghost in the regular season for as much as he got talked about during uh, for summer camp? Absolutely. Yeah, he's got a JD in front of him. There's good. There's going to be those guys, and it it does not mean doesn't have any meaning behind how good they are. But when you're in a linebacker room that deep and that good across the board, again, we talked about this at a few pods ago about. It might have been what we did prop bets about who's going to be the leading tacklers. And we're like, the leading tackler coming back is J.D. Bertrand. And all three of us are like, he's not our top three <laughs> our top three linebackers. Uh, but he's still going to get a ton of playing time. I mean, it's it's they're in that kind of a room right now. Um, so as long as they're healthy, I don't really see, like, like I, there's the, I see message board posts about people flipping the fuck out about um, Prince Kali and, Jay, and Jalen Sneed. But, like, they're going to have a hard time finding the field when you're using these guys now, should we be, be rotating in more? Absolutely. Cause we saw, what was that? 2018, uh, like Cody and tranquil dying out there. Yeah. You know, going not going 90 snaps a game, going 90 snaps against fucking ball state. Uh, I mean that kind of, st- that kind of shit's ridiculous. Uh, but I just don't expect just because they're name dropping a few freshmen don't expect, uh, all of a sudden, these guys are this guy's gonna be out in the field just tearing it up. Now, one of those freshmen that's been name dropped quite a bit that I do expect has become Jaden Mickey. Yeah, playing corner. Yeah, yeah. I I think he's he's your next man in uh, in, in my eyes at, at corner. Uh, dude, the speed and athleticism is just is absolutely unreal. He couldn't get he he's having a great camp so far and people can't get his name out of their mouths fast enough uh, about people that have flashed. So uh, Jaden Mickey's definitely one. Tobias Merriweather. It kind of feels like a Jordan Johnson situation. I don't know if it's because he's wearing 15, but like when, when Notre Dame, uh, they dropped that video on the social account of him catching that that rainbow bomb. Did you not have Jordan Johnson flashbacks? Yeah, because he caught that bomb in the. Yeah, <laughs> and we're all like, "Oh, Jordan Johnson gonna gonna do something this year. Look at this." Kind of had I those kind of flashbacks. The one, the one difference is, is that the the rooms there's no established guy, and then also the things that they say. There's like a dog whistle for the things that they say with Tobias, that just screams he's he's going to be a part of this team, like a in the mix from from the get against Ohio State. Like, by the third series, we'll probably see number 15 out wide, right? Well, and it's, yeah, and this is just that this is a year, and Jude, I think you can back me up on this. This is a year, like, where we need younger guys to step up. It's why, like, T.J. Jones, it's why he had such a, a big freshman year. We fucking needed T.J. Jones' freshman year uh, out there on the field. So when you absolutely yeah, need a guy he, to be out there, they're going to. And I think a guy's like Lorenzo Styles last year, where it's just like it, it became a point where you couldn't keep him off the field. Right. Yeah, and right. so there's right. going to be a guy who does that. And we can all speculate on who it's going to be based on the chatter from 
summer camp, but you know, okay. <laughs> summer practice, but from summer practice, yeah. We don't, we don't, yeah apparently, if we, I say the word, we don't practice, play anything in summer. I get, dude. I get practice. To say, I, I get to. Uh, that, I get to say the word. We're talking practice. We're not playing anything in the summer, though. Playing anything? You have the spring game, spring practice for the spring game, which is in spring. Fall camp for the fall season. Yeah, fall camping for the season. There, there is no. You can't have summer practice because there's no summer game. Mm-hmm. Now, if there was a game on August 27th, maybe, mm. but there's not, so you're wrong. Moving on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is there, dude? What? Uh, you know, we had a podcast, you know, maybe about a month ago, where we started to call it out like our guys. I think we took a draft, like our like who's your fucking guy, right? But instead of redoing that right now, though, I just want to like just from stuff coming out of camp and seeing seeing these guys, all that. Has your mind changed on who your guys are, and and is there is there one or two that are just like absolutely sticking out like a sore thumb? Like you are all you are all about this shit. You are you're you are going to take over their campaign uh, and get them elected president. Um, I was, my guy was Tobias Merriweather on on that podcast. So I was, I'm fully comfortable with, with remaining with him. So no, I'm, I'm, I I, look (laughs) overhyping wide receivers. I've been doing since Corey Hall. Like I'm not afraid. Um, I'll I'll keep firing that weapon until it actually uh, hits. And then I will never remind you, I'll never let you forget the time it actually hit and and let you forget the 17 times it was not right. Um, you know, I just, uh, I'm just really excited about the season. I'm excited about college football. I not only just Notre Dame, but just everything that's, that's going on to see what, um, see what the teams are like and who we completely overrated. I feel like I should get in some bets on some over unders because I think there's a lot of teams that, uh, Vegas likes a lot better or a lot worse than, uh, Bill Connolly. <laughs> I feel like maybe <laughs> we should pay attention to that so we can run up the score at the end of the season. And, and it'll be like, I'm not, I'm not SP plus I'm merely its creator. Um, yeah, well, there was, there was one overrated article that I, I, I got to point out and I, I was going to, I was going to drop it in a triple option, but I, but I fumbled the ball last night and uh, it didn't make it in, but Barrett Sally uh, in his you know, coaches poll came out. Notre Dame was ranked fifth. I think the AP comes out on the 15th. Yeah. Um, and what, what did I, what did Steele have us predicted at six in the AP? Six. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So coaches had us fifth. Um, so, Barrett comes out with his with his overrated with overrated teams, right? Uh, Notre Dame at number five, Texas A and M at number seven, and you know he's concerned because you know Notre Dame's got you know these new these new quarterbacks. You know Jack Cohn's gone and Kyron Williams is gone, blah blah blah. And it's just like it, it <laughs> literally the first like time of, anyone has said I'm concerned because yeah. Jack Cohn is left, right? Well, that's but that's the thing here. My oh my my biggest point is this: go last year. To his fucking over his coaches pull overrated teams. Of course, Notre Dame's there. They were ranked like what seventh or eighth in the coaches pull last year to start on the scene. Of course, they're and why? And why? Because Jack Cohn, Jack Cohn's going to be the quarterback. You can't fucking say they're overrated 
you fucking fucks. And of course, both articles have a fucking picture of it. It wasn't just Notre Dame and A&M. It was, you know, overrated and underrated, blah, blah, blah. Of course, both fucking articles have a Notre Dame fucking picture on it. He is the trolliest of the fucking trolls. Barrett bullshit Sally with this bullshit. And you can't, you can't defend it because you did the same fucking, you did one, the article last year and you completely fucking flipped it and did the same thing, but opposite this year to explain yourself. It's just fucking nuts. Now, whether or not Notre Dame deserves to be in break number five is one thing, but the rationales are just fucking asinine. And again, who are, who is the fifth who is the fifth best team of the is country? Is it Michigan? Is it Michigan with their completely <laughs> rebuilt staff as well and uh, staff pick of ten like, more pick ten teams? It's it, it's such Island a fucking crap shoot. I, I don't know. You know, it is what it is. But just the the troll job done was just a it was masterful. Like you know what you're doing, bud. You know what you're doing. You put Notre Dame in there, put them as the lead pick, go stir up the shit storm. You got it, uh, which is I'm glad then that I didn't end up uh, putting an article up blasting him because just playing right people into it. Clicked, people would have clicked on the article and you don't want that. I But I don't mind me having an article up that says you are a bitch uh, in black and white. Like I'm not hiding behind my blue check mark. Uh, you know, I'll fucking call it out as it is. Uh, you are a, you are a fucking troll. Uh, but anyways. You're real David Hall is what you are. David, another David Hale joint. Yeah, David Hale, David M. Hale. Yeah. You know, he was when Notre Dame was in the ACC in 2020, it was David Hale's uh, all ACC bullshit. That remember really that all ACC team? My God. Exactly. And so we should have known. Kyle so Hamilton didn't even the, make the preseason All-American list from David Hale. What a guy. So when he this position youth thing, and Notre Dame's not even in the top five or the, hey, they're not they're not here yet. Uh, in O-line and tight end, you are a fucking moron. Whatever math you used is fucking wrong, and all math is wrong anyways, because math is a lie. Yeah, well, what, how many all-conference, how many all-conference, like, his, I think his point was, like, how many all-conference? Uh, right, like, who gives a fuck about an all-conference? No one. That's... That's the last Missouri Missouri does because they ended up they at number the same five people that care about the Remington award watch list. Yeah. You mean the AD sent us this name over <laughs> watch list? Well, I, I picked on the Remington award because the they're the ID. ones who like, who literally like, they're like, well, who are the top 65 teams? Let's name 64 centers. Like, pretty yeah. much. You're pretty much going to have the right people on your watch list if you name everyone. You did it. Congrats. You watched them. You, you did it. You know their names. Congratulations. <laughs> There's nothing. God, there would be nothing sweeter, though, than like a, a typo on a name on one of those watch lists just to oh, fucking hammer yeah. that point home. You know. Uh, <sighs> all right. Yeah. So fall camp is going on. I think. Things seem like they're going all right. Who knows, man? I, as optimistic as I am for the season, and as as optimistic as I am actually for the game in Columbus right now, there's still a ton to of unknowns that we're not going to know until shit happens. Like just like field goal kicking uh, <laughs> and all that. 
are they going to call a timeout before the game even starts? Uh, shit like that. We, we, we have no idea what's going to go on, but I am feeling a little more optimistic. And I'm just I'm glad camp's going on. They've stayed relatively healthy uh, so far. Yeah. Which is good just, news. Just some heat stuff, right? Yeah, the the big boys got a little overheated, I think, on day one. But fuck, yeah. dude, the the heat and humidity that was up around this way. It was pretty ridiculous. Shit. Yeah. You gotta be, you you gotta was, be careful with that stuff though, because do you remember that's how the uh Willie Taggart era started in, in Oregon with uh, three of his guys getting what is it hypoxia or whatever the what's the term for like ex- excessive uh, heat exhaustion? Well, didn't or DJ what, Durkin DJ Durkin killed a kid at Maryland? Yeah, who's uh, DJ Durkin, the same guy who's trying to get uh, Peyton Bowen to flip to Texas A and M because that's where yeah. Durkin's at now. Yeah, DJ Durkin legitimately killed a kid. So yeah, um, so it's not, not it's not good. Look. Cool. Like Corey, Corey Stringer, uh, speaking of Ohio State, great great Ohio State offensive tackle, played for the Minnesota Vikings. That shit happened in heat uh, while he's in the NFL. I mean, it's, it's just heat is not not to be messed with. Uh, and then I look back, <laughs> you know, my, my whole playing days, and it's like no one cared. No one gave a flying fuck. You were not allowed water. Uh, and if you, you did have water – Somebody somebody connected a hose to some PVC piping and put some yep. nails in it. Yep. It wasn't PVC. It was it was straight metal that they had probably used for like the last like 40 years. Uh, and you got like two water breaks and somehow we didn't die, uh, which is amazing. But like the heat's no joke. It's I, I can't remember who, which podcast it was. I don't know. Maybe it was. Was a priester or maybe a Samson saying like they got to have themselves ready for that. Or maybe it was Freeman saying that about the guys. I can't quite remember, but I'm like, I don't care what kind of shape yeah. you're in. And Freeman's, I, it does Freeman's, not, quote, Freeman's quote was a little icky and that it said something like, yeah. we're not going to change anything that we're doing or whatever. And it's just like, eh, okay. Yeah, I didn't but... like that. No, I didn't like that at all. But that yeah. was a, he shouldn't, he should not have said that. And even if he doesn't say that, he shouldn't fucking think that either because Heat, heat and humidity is no goddamn joke, and that is the easiest thing to protect yourself from and one of the worst things to go wrong, right? You're, you can't come back from that uh, no. like in, and be, be good about it. Uh, so anyways. And that, but, that will haunt your program long past Marcus Freeman, too. That'll be a problem. Yeah, it's not good. Be a fucking human yeah. being. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I mean. Jesus. So yeah, I don't care what kind of shape you're in. The heat and humidity hits people all sorts of different ways. Some people don't affect them worth a shit. Uh, some people are just like, just bear. I mean, it just bears them down. You were just unleashed all your fluids through your pores and you are done. Uh, there's, you can't stop. So, uh, but I think we're, I think they're through with the humidity for a while up around this area. I fucking hope so. Cause it is, it was brutal. It Impressive. was absolutely brutal. Oppressive is the is the best word for it. It was brutal. Um, you guys got any any other last thoughts about camp so far? I mean, anything that's, that's stood out to you, or or so anything that we like we we have to talk about before we move on? Um, I think we're gonna have to start getting ready to to mention Riley Mills a lot, right? Oh my god, yeah. Well, okay, that's okay. I'm stupid because that's my. I was going to be my my follow up with Jude. Jude talking about his guy. 
Yeah, yeah that's Riley Mills my is guy. my guy. Riley Mills. Yeah, Riley yeah, no, Mills. No, 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 no. I'm Riley sorry, Mills I said is my first. guy and fucking Pete. No, I said it. Pete Sampson, the, I, apparently. I, I picked him. Apparently, he's Pete Sampson's guy. Yeah. And which, which just kept angering me. They kept calling him my guy. Like, no, motherfuckers. Uh, he's my guy. And Brendan did me a favor by doing something I didn't ask for and then making the most beautiful General Mills picture I've ever seen in my life. We'll do a whole Anyways. General Mills. We'll do a whole General Mills uh, gallery. Yeah, conquering teams. So there is a marshalling the troops. For me, there well, is going a going to California. For me, there is a Quentin Nelson type vibe with Mills, and it's a, and I think the the thing I keep thinking about is like how he keeps being talked about as just this massive. Like he is a defensive tackle playing defensive end, but like in a good way. And I keep thinking about Hanson's like most. The best description for a person I've ever heard in my life. Oh, right, I, I, right. Uh, garage door. Garage door with arms was Quentin Nelson. That kind of feels like an apt description of Riley Mills because his he is a fucking wide body, man. He is wide. He is not trying to, like, he ain't fucking around. <laughs> there is going to be some power, power rushing out of that guy. And all indications are pointing towards he's about to have a monster season. And you're right, Brendan. We ha- we we can't not talk about that. Riley Mills is is about to blow up. We're about to see uh, see a master uh, come through, in my opinion. Foskey's going to demand some double teams, and you can't double team both him and Riley, right? You can't you can't uh, not, double not team. Unless you, how, unless you <laughs> no, want with Jason Abiola and how Cross. <laughs> yeah. You can't you can't double team both of them. I say they try. I say I say well, how should they try Can to you build the whole airplane team? out of Riley Mills? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean it's it's gonna be I interesting. Lu- I think Maris Lewis I would love it if they double team both. Because <laughs> yes. he'll just be running free, free, free and wild, man, just like he wants to be. So I mean they, the the um, Al Golden's said nothing but glowing things about Maris too. Um, so uh, there's the, the, what is it? The, what did, what did Michael Jordan say? The, the ceiling is the, the floor is the, the, the floor ceiling is the roof. The ceiling, ceiling. is the roof yeah. is how I kind of feel about this defense. Um, I like, which is funny because I said, one of the things I'm, I'm curious about is who's oppo, uh, Cam Hart, but, I mean, you don't give people time to to pick on your corners, which probably was a, a concern with with some of the other things, like don't let things but develop downfield if you're creating havoc. Do you guys believe that that players can develop and be and be better after a year? No, absolutely not. I think that a player shows you who they are, and that is who they are for the entirety of their career. They cannot get better. Um, they can only remain stagnant or get worse. Yeah. So like I get that I get a little bit of the angst and anxiety about, about Clarence Lewis. Like I understand that. Uh, but y'all got to remember he is a fucking prodigy uh, and his teammate will tell his high school teammate will tell you, but I mean, it's like, he can't get better. Like no, he, it, he wasn't terrible. You're telling me to Philip Riley and Ryan Barnes. He needed to get, he needed to get better. Can he get better? And he's got different coaching. This season, well, no, I guess he's got, he's the only one that has the same coach. <laughs> yeah, but anyways, 
guys can get better. Like, and I don't think Lewis was so terrible that he couldn't improve. And he has all the physical traits that you need. You know, it's not like we're trotting out uh, Mike Richardson out there who ended up making an NFL career out of being slow. You know, the, Lewis has tools so he can get better. I, I am actually pretty optimistic uh, right now. We'll see how he does it against uh, <laughs> Jackson Negro Smith. Uh, but he's probably going to better be than a up Utah against. running back. Yeah, uh, he'll, he'll do better than a Utah running back. He would do better than the backup Utah running back. Yes. Theoretically. Uh, okay. I mean, he, yeah, he'll, he'll see a lot of, uh, uh, see a lot of that and he'll, he'll see some Marvin Harrison jr. Um, for sure. But you know, you just don't give CJ Stroud time to, to, to find him downfield and, and yeah, let I mean, this Brandon is, Joseph, uh, help him. Right. Look, it, it's, it's not like Notre Dame's going down to face, uh, I don't know the Oregon state wide receivers of Chad Johnson and TJ Hushmanzada. No. Uh, and speaking of Oregon state wide receivers, uh, home field, home field apparel.com. Uh, <laughs> just got my Oregon state Rose bowl champion shirt, uh, in the mail the other day. Gorgeous, gorgeous. There's nothing, but there's nothing better than a beaver on a shirt. Uh, just absolutely beautiful. Great collection. Uh, I'm not exactly sure where they're at uh, numbers wise in big news Saturday, like which it was 14 schools. I'm not sure where we're at. There's been, we've just been plowing through the summer. Uh, it's Penn state this week. Yeah. And I'm not sure what to do about that. Cause I used my two skips uh, because Get ready I'm ready for a white shirt. Do you have any, do you have a lot of white? I don't think you have a lot of white home field. Shirts, I just, so. I don't, I, well the, my Youngstown state shirt, which is gorgeous is white. And my NC State shirt is white. Uh, and they're both fantastic shirts. They're fucking amazing. Is your, is your Georgia shirt uh, white or is it gray? No, no, that's that's red. That's red. Yeah, that's got the big dog uh, on it. I, huh. I wear that to a lot of Hicksville uh, events. I wonder what uh, cause I the wonder red. What I'm thinking of. I mean, they're going to finish uh, with but, somebody big, right? You finish Big New Saturday with a big team. So Penn State felt like it would have been a good end, but. Maybe Oregon? Yeah, I mean, ducks. Even, yeah, ducks would be good. I don't know, but I would have skipped Penn State because I don't want any fucking Jerry. The one problem you're going to have with Oregon, the one problem you will have with Oregon, and I don't know if they're going to be able to get Oregon, is Oregon's got to have permission from Disney to use uh, puddles because that is yeah. that is Donald Duck. So and Disney is um, they're not known for their. Um, sharing they they reinvent um they reinvent laws on the reg to keep uh, copyright laws to keep mickey mouse out of public domain. <laughs> that's coming up by the way i was gonna I say the have, uh, the original version of mickey's coming up right mickey mouse yes all of mickey mouse is coming up and uh that's gonna be wild because they had to reinvent it um i think in their late 80s early 90s and they reinvented it in the 70s they punted to the nineties and now it's up again. And if Mickey mouse, cause Winnie the Pooh went public domain, they weren't able to keep Winnie the Pooh out of public domain. And now there's a horror movie starring Winnie the Pooh coming out. That's so fantastic. Uh, the Mickey mouse went public domain. That would be, that'd be wild. So, I suppose like the biggest ending hum or 
that Homefield could do would be Ohio State as we go into the big game, right? A homage, but though, point, yeah. Yeah, but as I've pointed out before, like just you know, if you go look at homage, I realize this is a Homefield ad read, but if you go look at homage, there's eight pages uh, of Ohio State t-shirts t- there. There's you're not going to get much different than what that is. Uh, so I, I'm not sure what the last one will be. I was surprised they did Youngstown State. That was a, a very sweet surprise. Um, I'm not thrilled about having a Penn State shirt show up at my house. Uh, maybe I'll burn it, uh, do a little bit with it. I don't know. Uh, but at any rate, all this gear is fucking great. So we're, we're heading into college football season, which, by the way, is Christmas shopping season, right? Yeah. People like to buy their shit early. You can start getting Christmas stuff at Dollar General right now. Um, get on over to home field. If you, uh, it's the first time ever ordering, you can use the code one foot, save you 15% on your first order, uh, and load up. It is, it is beautiful gear for any of your friends. Say maybe your friend went to Xavier. Uh, maybe your wife, uh, went to fucking Cal. I don't know. Uh, they got all sorts of great stuff there. Uh, check it out, get it, get it in your home, put it on your body, make love to it, whatever you got to do. All right. Speaking of making love, (laughs) speaking of, and speaking of Disney and speaking of money, did Jack Swarbrick do a Scrooge McDuck fucking jump into the proverbial cash with this big 10, uh, big 10 deal? Absolutely. He was definitely very very pleased. You think everyone understands what we're talking about? The the big 10. The Big Ten is not going to be on ESPN. The new media rights, it's gone. No more, no more ESPN. It's going to be a Fox, NBC, CBS. Does that, does that mean Desmond lose his job? Because that would be great if that was. Oh, Des, you know we're not really going to talk about the Big Ten on game day anymore. So, if you want to do, you like think a that the second recap from your home? They start stuff, phasing him out for Tim Tebow. Do you think that that their ESPN is now finally going to shift from? College football's greatest rivalry being Ohio State, Michigan, to definitely now the greatest rivalry is the Iron Bowl. I was going to say uh, world's greatest cocktail party, or you know what I mean, like something where they. Oh hey, bring the cocktail party up in a bit. I got some questions about that for you. Oh, you're talking about uh, recruits? But, <clears throat> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. Uh, but yeah, so there's this there was this huge huge money grab by big by the Big Ten. Uh, ESPN wouldn't, wouldn't, wasn't going to play ball anymore. So now the other three networks are involved. Uh, Fox was always there. Uh, NBC's jumping in to get some shoulder program for Notre Dame and CBS, uh, just wants to, wants to stay in the game. They want to stay in, they need some college football inventory, but CBS, <laughs> excuse me, is the one I want to point out who is paying 350 million, 350 million fucking dollars yeah. for 13 football games. Jeez. In the 330 time slot, too. In the 330 time slot. Notre Dame, as we, as we reported back in July, like a $75 million a year contract with NBC would definitely keep them independent. Like for the like as long as they have access to the playoffs, that's the only caveat to, to everything. And we don't see the playoff shit changing, right? Like all that stuff has been squashed. So playoffs are the same, access is there. Notre Dame could get a lot more. They can d- fucking double that seventy-five million. One hundred eighty-eight million. Six, by the way. Yeah, 
Like if they get 150, I would bet if they get 150 million dollars, like here's the gist of it. Because the Big Ten <laughs> just got paid, they are not going to get Notre Dame because Notre Dame's about to get paid because they got paid and Notre Dame's going to stay independent. Yep. And CBS buying the 330 time slot, like you're not buying Michigan, Ohio State. That game is noon. That's that's on from Fox. here until the death sun of the universe. That's on Fox. You're on not Fox. getting you're not getting any big Penn State game because all of the big Penn State games. What what does Penn State do when they have a big game? That's Night going game, to NBC. Baby. It's going to NBC. What does Michigan do with their big home games that aren't Ohio State? Where do they put it? Uh, well, noon or night. Noon or night. What you have paid for with your with your 350 is you have bought the rights to the. Uh, Big Ten West as currently constructed. Because Nebraska Northwestern, baby. Nebraska Northwestern, you've bought that because guess who? Guess who is going to spend every not big game that isn't, uh, um, you know, Penn State or Michigan or Ohio State hosting a night game? It's going to be USC in the 4:30 time slot out west. USC is essentially going to be playing on NBC. I don't know every other week now. Every home game that USC has, has is going to be in that 4:30 time slot because they're not going to put USC at night games at, at home. So USC is going to be playing their night games at home, you know, air quotes night games. They're going to be on NBC. So NBC could be uh, the Notre Dame and USC network when all is said and done, right? I mean, they're not putting they're not for the 3:30. I mean, USC is not going to have a noon home game and they're not going to do so, a whole lot of like <clears throat> no with this with this deal did, did with this deal though does it essentially kill notre dame home primetime games no because no no and, maybe it kills the explain, shamrock explain, series jude explain why not because there's a lot of people that that out there right now believe that this deal will then because of the way that it has been talked about essentially kills Notre Dame home games uh, in primetime because that primetime slot is a Big Ten slot for NBC. Do you not want to broadcast Notre Dame Clemson? <laughs> I, I, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, yeah, I, that's that's the argument right there, which is like there, there are certain Notre Dame games that transcend any Big Ten game that's going to be played that week. So let me let me ask you a question about the 2023 schedule. I don't know when this goes into effect, but uh, do you think do you think um, that uh, NBC is going to want to play Ohio State Notre Dame in prime time? Absolutely. Uh, I mean, you you skip on ahead to 2024. Um, but would you think that Fox would rather have that, though, at noon? <laughs> Um, yeah, maybe if Fox is getting into the, the picture for Notre Dame, but I think Fox would buy it for Notre oh, Dame. Oh, wait, 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 right. Wait, no, we're talking about Notre Dame home game. Correct. Yeah. Notre Dame home game. So yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, no Fox, Notre Dame, no Florida Fox. States, whatever for 2024, but 2025, I mean, Texas A&M, Notre Dame, you want to put that, you, you think you might want to put that game in prime time. I think that sounds pretty good to me. I mean, every year you can look at the schedule and be like, oh, yeah, that's a game NBC is going to want. I mean, USC is going to be there. So that's win-win for them uh, in 2025. 2026, um, you know, they're going to get the Wisconsin game at Lambeau. You're going to want to put that in prime time. I would assume. So I didn't see the 
I didn't see like the open talk or whatever Jack Swarbrick just had. Um, kind of ha- saw a little bit of a snippet of, um, of basically he's pretty happy. Um, he's pretty fucking happy. Jack Swarbrick is good at what he does. And every time somebody doubts him and his plans for Notre Dame, like there are the diehards who think that he is just lining them up to be in the Big Ten and be on Peacock every week. Couldn't be fucking further from the truth. And every time he pulls a chess move, because he is a master, uh, it's just, I don't know how he celebrates. Because it's like nobody, most of these alumni just does not, there's a lot of alumni that doesn't have any faith in Jack Swarbrick. They keep thinking and saying that he has sold out the program. Yet he keeps making move after fucking move after fucking move after fucking move that keeps Notre Dame independent keeps that part of the program, which is so important to so many out there. Uh, for me, I, I, I've lost any like real like allegiance to that, do that. I'm fine either way. Uh, I love being the asshole though. And that means being independent. So that's cool. But I've, I've, I'm kind of, I'm way past that. But for many Irish alumni, Irish fans, that's huge. And he keeps doing the moves to keep him that way. Can Jack Swarbrick run the fucking Heisman? <laughs> uh, no, but there's like a there's sure? probably a corporate executive Heisman, right? An AD Heisman. <laughs> I mean, I mean, does it does it does this shock you at all, Jude? About like how like ridiculously good he is at his job? No, I've I've always felt that he has has been playing chess in a lot in, a, in many instances where guys were playing checkers, so. I mean, they're but not even they're you, playing you fucking tiddlywinks. You can't anticipate everything, but he just he seems his batting average seems to be pretty amazing in terms of how he can sort of see the the game being played and the, the possible permutations and then having responses for all of them. And you know, when everyone else is sweating, Jack's cool because he knows he knows the direction that he thinks it's going to go. And nine times out of ten, it seems like. He's either dead right or he's right enough to to be still head trending in the right direction. Right. His, think, his I mean, think legacy though Go is going to be defined by the the two most recent moves that he will have made. It'll be the Marcus Freeman hire and whatever the next media rights deal is. That will be Jack Shorebrick's legacy, right? Yeah. Well, you're missing one in that you're not thinking of, which is actually huge in the one he mentioned today, which is part of his legacy. Uh, which is the establishment of Fighting Irish Media, to have that in-house production team and to do what they're what Fighting Irish Media is doing, you you simply couldn't compete um, at the level Notre Dame's trying to compete at if you didn't have something like that going on. So um, Jack will be forever linked with that, and to the extent that you know that that is a uh, continuing extension of the recruiting. And, uh, you know, hype of the university and the building of the brand, then Jack will forever be responsible for that. But that does not diminish what Brendan said about the media rights deal and, and, you know, the hiring of the of the head coach to get it right. Not only not only Marcus Freeman, but Brian Kelly, too. And and I think people I'm not saying Brendan is doing this, but I think people really don't remember how much different of a situation it was in 2009. Dire. Than it is today. Dire. Dire. Yeah. Terror. I mean, dude, absolutely fucking dire. The brand, you was, get the brand, the brand was hurting. The brand was but hurting. But if, if, if you get – it doesn't – I guess what I would say for his legacy 
if the Marcus Freeman hire doesn't work out, the Brian Kelly hire is null and void, right? For as far as his legacy goes. Um. It, well, it certainly it certainly diminishes it. I, I guess I would say, but I, I it, it it sort of depends on what the next guy after Marcus Freeman does because you can sort of have this blip, right, where you're in between Dan Devine and Lou Holtz, you pick Jerry Faust, but so you had a dip, but Lou Holtz brought it back to the you know to sort of the divine level of the respectability. So. I, I, I don't know. I, I guess I would say for Jack Swarbrick, the scorecard, yeah, would be a little bit more um, of a muddled thing. But, uh, I mean, Brian Kelly, what Brian Kelly did for this for this program is just, you know, and obviously in concert with, with Jack Swarbrick is immeasurable. Right. And, I mean, Kelly Kelly sold out the, the accolades. And, I mean, it was his decision. But as a as a historian or as appreciator of the game and, and fan of Notre Dame, you can't, you can't discount what he did to get the program back on track. I mean, how far we have come from where to, to restore the, the shine to the, you know, to yeah. the, to the dome, to, to, to take a tortured metaphor and continue it. Right. Um, again, yeah, the, the brand legacy the is, brand is tied was to that. Just, yeah. The brand was just, it was sort of, you know, it was the sort of thing that Rick Riley could write a column about in two th- be- before the 2012 season and say, you know, no one cares about the Golden Dome and no one cares about Notre Dame and they're irrelevant. And and nobody would dare write that article. They'd just be laughed off of the face of the planet, you know, and, and that's that's due to Brian Kelly and Jack Swarbrick. So. Yeah, and look, I just think the stamp that Swarbrick just threw down – and, it, and that you didn't see, right? Because it wasn't like Notre Dame signed anything yet. But the way that the Big Ten deal went down, like think about what think about just what has just happened. USC and UCLA bolt for the Big Ten, and the talk for two weeks straight, every fucking minute on every podcast and every website was about Notre Dame's imminent uh, departure from independence to the Big Ten in all sports, right? Everybody's calling it out. This is what's going to happen now. It has to happen. It's going to happen. Yada, 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 yada. Nothing happens. And then it's just like, well, you know, it's going to. And then this happens. Like, nothing has to happen now. Like, Jack Swarbrick plays this beautifully. And every bit of what you said, fucking Paul Feinbaum or, or whoever else, was absolutely incorrect, 100% fucking wrong, because you are not as good as he is at his job. So, uh, it's it really is quite amazing. I mean, I am I was shocked when I started seeing those numbers come in, um, and then just thinking about the relevancy to to Notre Dame, and there was some clap back from some people like, well, yeah, but Notre NBC is not going to pay that kind of money for, for Notre Dame versus fucking Wake Forest. Marshall. Yes, they will. Like you're paying for Rutgers Purdue. And that's Rutgers Purdue. This is Notre Dame Marshall and it's fucking Notre Dame. Like that's, that's the point. Like we're not Purdue. We're not Rutgers. We're not those teams, those other teams that you're bringing up. 
I give a shit if they're ranked in the top 15. It's still Notre Dame. That's still big brand. It's a big brand season, baby. So they're going to get, they're going to get paid and that's beautiful. We're going to be independent. It's going to piss everybody off. And there's, that's just, that's fun. That's, that's great podcast fodder. That's great. That's great. Uh, shit for the season. Independence is not sustainable. uh, And yet it is. (laughs) Here we are. Independence is totally, just to to sustain anything. You just need money, right? It's just not sustainable. Certainly certainly helps. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Hey, anyways, uh, so we got that going for us, uh, keeping our independence. Uh, we'll, we'll see. What, it's got to be. It's got to be within the next. I would say, couple of weeks, when we start uh, hearing more and more about a deal uh, of Notre Dame's. I would think, but I mean, whatever Jack Swarbrick does, he does. But I would imagine that that's probably coming pretty soon. About what we're looking at with that. Um, moving on to something that we, that we just we, we ran over real quick. So the NCAA is going to allow Georgia and Florida who play their annual game against each other in Jacksonville. If you're not, if you're not a college football, you know, if you don't know this, I don't know what the fuck you're doing. Listen to this podcast, (laughs) Uh, but the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. Whoa, 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 whoa. You can't say that anymore. Yeah, I will. No, I will. It it is (laughs) the Red River shootout. (laughs) <laughs> uh, what other what, what other shit can't we say we're saying on this podcast? Um, but they're going to allow at a neutral site for these teams to bring in recruits, which we should know by now. Uh, with the Shamrock Series, you're not allowed to bring. Now they can go to the game. Like I think you can even give them tickets to the game, but they can't be like on your sidelines. It can't be like a visit type situation. And now the NCAA is allowing that, and that was the game that was pointed to. So if it's allowed for one, it has to be allowed for all. Uh, so we can we can start doing that now. That actually that actually makes the Shamrock series, in my eyes, a little more credible because I think they should have shut the goddamn thing down. Anyways, uh, we won't get into that. Uh, but my points are absolutely correct. But now Notre Dame can do that. So now that maybe that changes what. Notre Dame does with the Shamrock series in the future, uh, even though we, you know, we, they, they gravitated more towards a used to be a location focus. Now it's, now it's uh, opponent focus. I don't know what the fuck it is. Um, it's, you know, it's not like we're, we're recruiting any big recruits you know, up in green Bay. Uh, but at any rate, this changes things, right? I mean, it makes the it, it it means that the Shamrock series is here to stay, boys. <laughs> it's here to stay. I mean, yeah, to be able to to bring well, okay. So this is a great, great question for Tom Loy. I would love to hear Tom Loy's take on this because I, I Tom has already told us that that recruits don't really prioritize playing in NFL stadiums. Um, they do not as a reason for deciding which university to attend. So are they going to be wowed? Having said that you play in a major metropolis that, you know, 
is happens to be near. Oh, I don't know. Just pick a random high school. Bishop Gorman. I, I you know, like who could say, right? Um, you've now made it really convenient for people uh, from the from some of those schools that you're looking at to come to your quote unquote home game, right? Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if you could if they're going to allow this. Why couldn't? Why couldn't uh, I mean the school couldn't do pay for it, but I'm sure an alumni could go ahead and pay for a plane ticket, right? Uh, just call it, just call it NIL. Call it NIL. Legal, legally. Wait, what if it's an unofficial I mean, official visit? Did he? Maybe he mowed his yard too. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I'm not. Sure, I'm not sure what's legal and what's not, and I know other schools don't care. Uh, Notre Dame does at least on the surface, but I mean, there, to me, it feels like there's all sorts of possibilities that that are involved now, just like, like this year, like out in, out in Nevada, right. We're going to, we're going to Vegas. We only have two guys offered. Uh, (laughs) One's uh, Zachariah branch (laughs) for Bishop Gorman. Uh, Number one player in the country. Number one wide receiver is going to SC. Uh, And the other one, Hey, it's Justin Rett, uh, who decommitted from us back in spring to go to Georgia. I highly doubt you're going to get either one of those guys uh, to the Shamrock Series game. But hey, you know, you miss every shot there, you don't you don't take. Are there right? any 2024 people? Uh, I was just about to look at that. That was 2023, 2024. Nevada. I mean, just who from Bishop Gorman? They don't have any offers out uh, to anybody from Nevada. For 2024, but that's just offers. I mean, that doesn't mean that they couldn't still invite them out. Uh, it also you know, means you that have, you can strategize well, I mean, some strategy with your Shamrock Series games and expect to see some games at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Expect to see some games at Jerry's World. Expect to see some games down in Florida. Uh, yeah, we'll, put these we'll, games, continue, we'll continue to do this stuff. Yeah, of course. I just uh, yeah, all, of Notre, all of Notre Dame's California offers are Southern Cal kids uh, in 2024 too. It's crazy. I don't see any Northern California kids. Anyways, but I mean, even Las Vegas, you can. I mean, Peyton Woodyard, right from St. John Bosco, over yeah. there. Big time, five star safety, big time. Uh, you know, Notre Dame target for 2024, uh, and Notre Dame looks good for him right now. Maybe he can make it over. To Vegas for that game. It's a day that, trip. I mean, that would that would be a name. I mean, Emmett Mosley. You know, so Julian saying, may, maybe CJ Carr decides to reclassify, and then you're going after Julian saying. Just saying. Just saying. Anyways, or so it's, uh, we think that we think that the rule will apply equally to everyone and it turns out that they made just some sort of fucking special exemption for two sec schools right they would never do that. i mean if, if they did <laughs> <laughs> because well because they want to keep because the, they want to stay in power right like the sec is like look you either fucking do this or there's going to be no more ncaa <laughs> over football <laughs> We will march. <laughs> oh, shoot. That's, I mean, to me, that's a huge, 
that's a huge thing that's going to be overreported and also underreported at the yeah, same time. I'm interested to see what Notre Dame does in terms of you know they've always they've always talked the talk about you know we want to get our kids we want kids on campus feel like what it feels like to be on campus during a game day experience the the fan experience here. Having said that. Anytime you can open yourself up to more opportunities, you're going to avail yourselves to it. And these guys, whether it's, you know, it's it's everybody working together, right? It's athletics and Chad and and compliance and everybody who's going to push the envelope and see what they can do to make whatever, whether it's this year's Shamrock series there, if they get the okay on that or, or, you know, a future game at an NFL stadium, they're going to, they're going to roll out the red carpet and, and figure out an interesting way to make the recruits feel like they got that Notre Dame atmosphere in the home away from home. So I'm looking yeah. forward to it. Okay. Uh, next thing I got, um, kind of a, maybe it's a little bit of a downer. I don't know. No, no. I was actually surprised. When I when I came across it, when I cracked this bit of news, it was already like nine, ten hours old. And yeah, I hadn't seen anybody really talk about it. Um, but Peyton Bowen, who's Notre Dame five star safety recruit for the twenty twenty three class, number he's number two player in our class right now. Uh, who's taking a ton of visits with his brother Eli to Oklahoma, Texas A and M, kind of all, uh, been around been around the block a few times did an interview with a Texas A&M site on on three and said that he plans on making a final decision sometime uh, before start of a senior year, a final decision. Yeah. That sounds great. Oh, wait, I thought he was committed. That's weird. Wait, what? He's going to make a final final decision. A final, final final decision or a final final decision and quotation marks final. I mean, I ain't seen no fat lady saying, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is uh, to me, this is huge for Notre Dame's class. Obviously, I mean, like the Keon Keeley and Peyton Bowen situation. These are the top two guys in the class. These are the crown jewels. These are the guys that that make this class special, right? This is what makes Marcus Freeman's stamp on the program um, right now what it is. If you lose one or two, it fucking it's it really changes things quite a bit. And the the vibes that you the vibes that you get or have got yeah let's kind of dissipate a little bit. I mean Notre Dame's in a fight Notre Dame's in a fight here. Uh, the Keon Keeley situation is as a whole other monster, there's uh, the Buck Knights. The Bucknut site was the one that reported that uh, Keeley's, uh, a family member of Keeley's, uh, got him to to uh, to visit Alabama, uh, and then got him to visit Ohio State. Uh, I mean, member. it's just like it's it's yeah, rarely it's rarely ever mom or dad, right? It's so it was, it was like definitely some shady not shady ass uncle. Right. It was that mom and it was definitely not a dad. Uh, and yeah. I mean, yeah, I'll say it was his uncle that uh, that said, hey, 
Let's uh, why don't you go visit? And, and uh, sometimes, to have this and money. sometimes uncle isn't like a DNA relationship. I mean, I don't have any idea what who this guy is or whatever. But a lot of times, this mean, uncle, this uncle is a guy who just like showed up and he's like, "Yo, I'm your uncle." <laughs> yeah, Kerlick said family member, so I'm just gonna take yeah. that as a blood right. relative of some type. That's fair. But you know, people get with family. Though. That's pretty. That's pretty fucked up. <laughs> you know, when <laughs> uncle comes in and starts changing changing minds. When uh, you and mom were, were kind of kind of okay on some stuff, uh, so the Keeley situation is I don't know. Uh, that that seems wild to me. I I know there was a rosy picture being painted about Keeley because you know he's best friends with the readers and there's Trey readers already up here as a walk on and and readers brothers coming next year to play baseball. That that has nothing to do with getting paid. It, it's an NIL situation, and. We already know that – I mean, just be a human being for a second and think, am I going to go do this or is someone going to pay me this money and I go do this instead? It's not a hard decision to make. It just isn't. No, I'm so, supposed to take the money. I mean, 95% of people would. Yeah. So I don't know how that situation is going, but then add that to Bowen and it's not just Bowen, it's not just Bowen in another school. It's Bowen in the school that – Absolutely has no fucking problem reaching into the bags, uh, literally bags of cash, like has no problem at all doing it. So what becomes of that? I have no idea. I have no insight. I think I think even the Notre Dame recruiting reporters are frustrated because I don't think they have any idea what the fuck is going on. And I mean that in the like, the best of ways, like like. Like they are, they are being told things, and they're reporting things. Are those the things? I don't know. I don't think they know. But the, for a kid to 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 keep saying he's committed, regardless of the visits, and then using the the brother excuse, I'm just you know going with him, blah 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 all this time, you know doing the right things with Notre Dame, letting them know, hey, I'm going here to visit. Hey, I'm going here to visit. But then to, in an interview saying I'm going to make a final decision in a couple weeks. It's that that's a red flag. It's a massive Oof. red flag. Oof. That, that 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 takes a commitment to a 30% maybe. Now everyone people are quick to point out Austin Novosad committed to Baylor and then <laughs> had a kind of a recommitment ceremony <laughs> where he rechose Baylor over Notre Dame and at Ohio State, but that's not common either. Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry Bahamas. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Wow. 
So I guess we have something to really keep an eye on <laughs> as if people weren't flipping out over the offseason enough about uh, Keon Keeley and his tweets or his mom's tweets and which school Peyton Bowen's at next and yada, 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 yada. Does it give you Devin uh, more vibes? Um, yeah, but I mean, Bowen talks more. Didn't that's true. So, I mean, it, it gives me those vibes, but it's a, it's a, it comes, they come in different forms, I, I suppose. Does more what, was mysterious because you weren't exactly sure what was going to, at least with Bowen, you kind of know what it's all been going on. And Notre Dame has stayed as the committed school. And again, you use the word committed. Words are just words, right? <laughs> committed is just, just the word. Does the latest so, from, from. Uh, it's like the word camp or practice. <laughs> no, dude, that's totally fucking different. And you know it. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not a 17 year old senior in high school. Uh, does the latest tweet from um, Bowen's mom make you feel better? Yeah, that's no. cool. No. 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 Why would it make you feel better? It's a graphic that Notre Dame sent her. She didn't know. make that. Because both are kids. So, she posted it. So That's helpful. Yeah, she put po- Right. Someone sent me a picture, a cool-ass edit of my kids. I'm going to post it, too. I mean, it could have been fucking USC. Could have sent me something with Ryan and Dylan. I'm going to post that shit. Fine, I'll make a cool ass edit of your kids. Oh, my God. Challenge accepted. (laughs) God damn it. You forgot who you were talking to. There's like like 150 pictures of Dylan. Yeah, I know. There's like 150 pictures of Dylan stunting. Yeah, that's going to be hard at all. But, I mean, someone asked me that. At the end of the the, uh, hour. Someone asked me that on the, on the, on the site and I, I, that was my answer. I'm like, no, she, she, I mean, she was sent that she posted. That. That's a cool fucking picture of your kids <sighs> at a school that you like at a school that you like. I don't like SC Brendan. <laughs> maybe it's, maybe it's Youngstown state. I don't know. Pick something else. But, but I mean, she, she's in that corner until she's not. I mean, it's, I don't think any. I don't think anybody's tweets say anything of anything. It was like uh, some of the message boards. People are like just tracking every fucking tweet that Keon Keeley was like was liking, and like living and dying off if a kid likes something or not. It's like, oof. Like the I get old, it. Uh, flight tracker. Yeah, flight dude, it's it's the new flight tracker. Is 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 which which tweets these kids are liking? Which is funny because so many of these kids are just not on Twitter like that anymore it's like it's snap or insta or tiktok but eh, i don't know i don't see these anyways maybe fuck i don't know (laughs) i just say people are living and dying off this shit it's like yeah don't look at my likes because i like all sorts of weird shit Uh oh i like did you did you also do the search for sds (laughs) oh no yeah did you see that did you see my tweet about that oh i saw i saw that yeah, Brendan knows uh, what I'm talking about. I don't, I don't know, know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. What are you talking about? Okay, so I was trying. I was trying to get some information. Is Skylar Diggins Smith? And I'll talk about this in the, the final thoughts. But Skylar Diggins Smith missed a game the other day for personal reasons. It was called a non-COVID illness. Um, and I was trying to get an update to see if she would play in a in a critical playoff game. And I, I wasn't coming up with much using Skylar Diggins Smith. So I thought, oh, maybe I'm being too like specific. So I'll do SDS because like a lot of people say SDS as like a, 
abbreviation. And oh my God, what the image that burned into my retinas as soon as I typed that in was. It oh was my work. God, dude, I just did it. It was on a work was computer. It a, was it, was it, a, is computer it? And I was like, I have, I have regrets. Is it, is it I a lemon party scenario or, per, or a blue waffles? No, it's not that bad. It's just, it's just, you don't want to, you don't want to see it. You don't want to see it. So don't, don't do it. Yeah, don't do it, kids. Oh, don't, don't do it, kids. No, God damn it. I did it. Dude, you fucker. <laughs> I'm not doing it. I was telling it. you the story as a, as a, as a cautionary tale. I don't understand. And I was, well, I mean, I was being, the, I was being the professional that I am <laughs> and trying to pick up as much background as you're saying it. So I, I have an understanding of what you're saying. And you just fucked my eyeballs. Literally. <laughs> Don't do it, kids. I'm serious about this. Don't do it. Joshua, tell them not to do it. Do, I mean, do not. Do not. Do not. Do not. <laughs> Is it a syndrome? I mean, or, maybe, or you know what? You know what, though? I No. There's people out there listening to this podcast that would love to see that. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, so, no, no. No judgment. So, <laughs> so, I mean, no. I mean, so maybe you love to see that. So I'm not going to tell anybody what to do, what not to do. So maybe you maybe you search SDS on Twitter. You do, and you. if you like what you see, if you like what you see, good for you. Uh, I give a fuck. <sighs> yeah, I would have thought it was a lot funnier if it was on a work computer. That's I guess that's what I'd say. <laughs> you were on a work computer when you did that? Yeah. Oh yeah. That's brutal. Yeah. They don't give you a warning. There isn't a warning on Twitter for that stuff. Uh, apparently not. Apparently not. I, some of the recruits, uh, like uh, committed tweets that I've been embedded on the site, you know, they'll have like a like a violent sensitive me- me- media. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Like no. it's just it's just a guy smiling that he's committed. Like what the hell? <laughs> what's so sensitive yeah. about this? Like I'm not a Penn State fan. I'm not crying over Peter Jones. <laughs> <laughs> uh. so, I don't know. Uh, all right. I'm trying to think, is there anything else we need to we need to talk about? Like I, I kind of feel like like it's all right there, but there's like there's there's not a whole lot. But like but like it feels like there's a lot, but there's not a whole lot. Like, I, like I mean, they're the, hiding I, the players, and I think I. I I was listening to Ashton Pollard and the um, they were on the uh, on three their their um, you know video thing that they did and Ashton was saying that her belief is that they're hiding the quarterbacks and then I've kind of brought that up in the DMs and uh, I was corrected like they're hiding everybody right <laughs> it's an equal opportunity. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't like I, I think the access has been fair. And we're not obviously not going to see much. We're not going to get to know much. Uh, but. I mean, again, I think the biggest takeaways for everybody right now should be number one. We have no idea what the kicking game is going to look like. Number two. The team is mostly healthy with guys like seemingly coming back. Fucking Joe Wilkins out there. Yeah, that you know? was surprising to see. Uh, yeah, and that's a, I mean, I, Logan Diggs out there, too. That was kind of surprising. Yeah. 
I mean, so so the team's fairly healthy. Uh, I don't know. I mean, look, what what more could we ask for? Tyler Buckner is your starting quarterback. Uh, that would make you happy, right? They had they kind of auditioned like nine guys. Uh, it's Chris Tyree plus eight for kickoff return. Yeah, they had um, Brandon uh, or not? Yeah, Brandon Joseph. Uh, definitely in a special teams drill. Definitely in a special <laughs> teams drill catching passes. Uh, Greg's Greg's gonna die <laughs> when the first the first time that happens. He is just absolutely gonna lose his shit when we see Brandon Joseph out there I mean, uh, running running on the slot, catching a pass from uh, Avery Davis in a special teams capacity. Ugh. Oh, that, that Avery Davis touchdown pass is coming. Oh no, it's coming. It's coming. So he can get his Point first five. official pass uh, pass attempt uh, on the stat sheet. Well, speaking of bets, what do you guys think of that? You know, we talked about it, or we we mentioned it. Notre Dame's uh, the line going up on DraftKings to fifteen and a half for Notre Dame Ohio State. That over under sitting there at fifty eight fifty eight and a half. I'm taking the under. That seems you're gonna take the under. Yeah. If I think Notre Dame's gonna win the game, I'm taking the under because Ohio yeah, State does say. not lose a football game if they score 30 points. I, I did the point, I did yeah. the math last year where yeah. it was like yeah, they lost did. one game since 1990 where they've scored 30 points. So you keep Ohio State under 30, you're gonna win that football game probably. But if they're scoring over 30, you're not winning. So um, I could see Notre Dame winning a football game like 31-28. And guess what? We're on the under, boys. So this is all co- this all boils down to, to DJ Brown being MVP of the game, right? Uh, or Riley Mills. Like Riley Mills and Isaiah Foskey just absolutely disturbing what they want to do on third down. Oh, uh, I thought you were going to do so- – I thought you were going to say something. I thought you were going to say something. Well, Riley Mills uh, generally taking yeah. over. Uh, I, I, I mean, I, w- I would like to get some odds on how long it's going to take for uh, whoever's announcing the game Kurt to Herbstreit. point out that it, to point out that Riley Mills looks like Aiden Hutchinson out there. Oh well, it's going to be it's going to be that football game. If Notre Dame is doing yeah. well, I mean, Herbstreit's not going to be able to contain himself because because the last time that we saw Ohio State lose, it was Aiden Hutchinson, um, right. and. <laughs> that analogy will be made by Herb Street, like big white, big white guy coming second, at you. Second quarter, yeah. Like, does Hutchinson come first, or does T.J. Watt come first? Uh, Hutchinson, just because of um, because it's, uh, I mean, it's got to be a white player, but because uh, they can't make that comp otherwise. But uh, yeah, if if Notre Dame's doing well, that's a law, and, by the way. That's a law. They can't. <laughs> Yeah, um, <laughs> I, yeah, they 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 will do that if uh, if it if if it boils down to if Notre Dame's in the game going into the third quarter and Riley Mills is a factor, which he should be. I mean, as annoying as that is, because to me that's like super fucking annoying. 
It's also good news <laughs> if they're making right. that comp, if someone's making that comp during well, the, the game. The number two overall uh, draft pick from from last year's NFL draft. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I that's, that. uh, that's that's good news. That's good news. It's annoying as fuck, but it's good news. I say, yeah, I say before halftime it gets mentioned. Yeah. If it uh, kind of goes how I think it goes, yeah, for sure. I think they're going to eat that fucking offensive lineup. I, I just, so I have, if I'm a, if I'm a Buckeye fan right now, I, I would be absolutely super ridiculously confident in everything I have on offense. That wasn't, it didn't offensive weigh line. over that, that, that everything that weighed under like 270 pounds. The offensive line is just not that great. No, it's not. And, and uh, I mean, they have yeah. some pieces, but I, I don't I don't get, feel comfortable about their coaching for that position. And I don't feel comfortable about the. Um, yeah, I mean, in all of the spots, they needed their offensive line to come up big last year. They did not. So but, I mean, uh, the, same, the same philosophy that I that I hold dear and and tuck into bed every night with me about players getting better. And, you know, applying to Clarence Lewis, that same philosophy can apply to their offensive line. Oh, and, sure. for sure. And look, it's not like Ohio State's a shit recruiter. I mean, they've recruited great players from high school. Yeah. Just like defensively, like 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 Jack Sawyer, defensive end, one of the one of the top five players in the class, like overall, like has not had a a a, a blow up time yet in Columbus. It's not to say that he can't this year. You know what I mean? Like, they were kind of disc. I feel like I'm Tim Priester saying this, but Notre Dame players can get better. Well, so can everybody else, too. So you kind of got to keep a little bit of eye on that. Um, think about that. But that's, I mean, that's not as fun, uh, but it's definitely notable. But I just, I still, regardless, you put Notre Dame's defensive line up against Ohio State's offensive line, I think that's a win nine times out of 10, which means that's, that's pressure. That's doing your thing. That's helping your defensive backs out, and that's taking away what Ohio State does best, uh, and that all leads you towards a win on the road. It's the number yeah. two team in the nation. They need to make Ohio State kick field goals, and they need to make the red zone uh, sort of like what Oregon did. So if you can, if you can kind of rep- not really so much what Michigan did, but if you can replicate what Oregon did, where Ohio, you know. You're able to sort of take that red zone and say you can move the ball between the thirties is what Oregon did. Right. But, uh, I, well, they talk about that Michigan Ohio state game and they talk about Michigan just coming out there beating the shit out of them. And they did what I think that they failed to mention. And it was the first thing I, I noticed early in that game was that that weather just absolutely destroyed Ohio state. Yeah. The, they the snow. They were not. This you know, they are not the Midwest Big Ten team to go up into the snow and play well. They just they did not. It affected their offense, the rhythm, how they do things because they play like a. Their offense plays like a like a West Coast Southern like a warm weather team. Uh, and early in the game, it showed that that they were going to have some problems because of that. Um, in, in my mind, uh, but as far as the Oregon comparison goes, like Thibodeau didn't even play that game. No, neither did their neither the second best defensive player. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but they were down their top two defensive players. Yeah. So 
you know, and this is anything that Ryan Day doesn't know, and I'm sure is what keeps him up at nights and keeps him, you know, every practice that they got, you know, they're focusing in on not repeating that. But it doesn't mean they didn't do it, <laughs> you know. So, <laughs> so just keep that in mind. All right, I think that's it for now. Let's wrap this up. Uh, Jude, my friend. Final thought, sir. Besides that, yes. Yeah, uh, yeah, just alluded to it earlier. Um, Skyler's out for her second game tonight, and now the prevailing thought, because she's deleted her Twitter, is that she's having mental health struggles, possibly over um, her good friend Brittany Griner still being detained in, in Russia. And I, I, you know, obviously the, the 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 detaining has been for 174 days, so it's not new. Um, but the the sentence was handed down last Thursday, which is nine and a half years. Which seems terrible until you kind of think about this is the way that the, the system is is going to work, that they were going to always find her guilty of possessing the, the cannabis oil cartridges and, and, and you know, impose a strict sentence uh, in order to to gain what they see as leverage in these negotiations with the with the United States in terms of the prisoner swap. Um, so that's still ongoing. And I just. um Skyler's in my in my thoughts, you know, obviously a former Notre Dame player, but, uh, um, you know, having a friend who's struggling behind bars and and, uh, you know, we've certainly talked a lot about whether it be Brandon Hoyt or anybody else, um, you know, that that's had its has struggles or, you know, even with uh, people who've had untimely deaths, um, you know, it's uh, it's always it's always tough. So my thoughts go out to her tonight. And, um, and that's sort of where that's sort of where my head's at. I mean, I just can't imagine, Jude. If you were in county for a weekend, <laughs> I would I would struggle at home. And that actually means a lot to me. Um, I mean, I mean, it's just like that, yeah, just that's li- in, that's in our country with our rules. Yeah, that's in our country. Yeah. So and, and just, to and to play basketball and you know she's she's. Um, they've had a lot of turmoil on that team this year. It's really not worth getting into because it really has nothing to do with Notre Dame, but, um, it's really Diana Trossi's fault. Let's, let's be honest because UConn people suck, but no, it's not really her fault either. But, um, <laughs> Skyler's been asked to do a lot more in this last week as they're making a push towards the playoffs. And I think maybe, um, you know, she had, a, she had a, she had a kind of a, I don't know if it was a blow up. I don't, I don't I wouldn't call it a blow up, but she just had this like really kind of heavy moment with the press where she just said like, you know, you just want us to sit here and cry so that you have something to, you know, to, so you can see how we feel. Like, you know, she said, this is our sister. It's not some random Jane off the street. It's not anything we're politicizing. This is a human being, our real life friend. Um, she said, I don't expect anybody to give a damn, but we really do. We come out here and we're still pl- supposed to play this fucking game. Nobody even wanted to play to get today. How are we supposed to approach the game, approach the court with a clear mind? The whole group is crying before the game. I mean, like, they had to play a game the night of the sentencing, which was just, it just seemed rough. So, you know. Anyways. Is she, I mean, she deleted her Twitter account, which, I mean, just from a, this is going to sound ridiculous, but it's, it's a, I mean, that's a huge thing because that's a ton of followers. That's, that's money. That's income. Yeah. I mean, it's revenue. possible, it's possible she's deactivated 
needed it. True, it true. Actually, but, kind of perfect because she, if she needs that break from the the cacophony right. of people saying your friend deserved what she got, or you know, just well, that's being that, dicks on the internet. That know? was the bigger point. That was the bigger point I was getting at. Not not really that. I'm just saying it was that's huge. But I mean, has she been getting? I get. I I mean, I have not been following like that exact situation with her. Is that? What she's been getting is just people saying because that's definitely out there, right? This, yeah, the, the thing is, pretty grinder situation has been completely politicized, which is right. fucking ridiculous. But so it's she been getting a lot of that. Yeah, I mean, everyone's been getting a lot of it. I, I think you know they've the WNBA and their and their messaging has been talking about wrongfully de- detained. Um, that was a that was a big kind of phrase for for a really long time, um, and then I think the sort of the the right. You know, the 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 white guys wearing the, the Ray Vans and the you know the profile picture or whatever. Hey, um, hey, 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 hey. They Oakley's. really all right. I I, I have yeah. Ray Vans. Sorry, yeah, I, I apologize. Have Oakley's. Oakley's. Um really seized on that and and started saying like, well, you know, she was guilty. Like I don't there was she pleaded guilty. Like there was never a question about whether or not she broke the law as it as it was written. It was it's always a question about the punitive nature of giving somebody nine and a half years for, uh, you know, for vape cartridges in their, in their carry on bag when they're, when they're going home and in the United States, they have a medical marijuana license. You know what I mean? It just seems, it seems, uh, illogical. Right. And so there's been a lot of people that said like, well, she's guilty. Right. And like, therefore somehow she deserves it. Or there's been a lot of like, you know, who cares about that man? You know, a lot of just just misogyny and just general assholishness or um, anytime you tweet about the WNBA, you always get some guy says nobody cares. You know, like SportsCenter will tweet about a, like a cool highlight or something and then they'll be like, you know, nobody cares. I'd rather watch Summer League or whatever. Like you're always going to get those people. So it's just it's a lot. It's just a lot. It's just it's hard to be a black gay woman who looks like Brittany Griner in Russia with a problem. You know, it just uh it's just um, it's just a rough situation. So, but again, human being, yeah, right? That's somebody's friend. That's somebody's that's somebody's uh, love of their life, and you know, somebody's best friend. And it's, that's a lot to go through. So, Ugh. all right. Sorry, dudes. At all? Nope. You're listen. You are the Debbie Downer of the show. <laughs> Actually, what yeah. the re- the review that's missing? And I remember this because I was going to screenshot it and send it to you, but I wanted to get your, I, I, I don't think, I don't believe that you read the reviews beforehand. At least I, I choose not to believe. No, you I, you. I like, to, I like to so, be surprised. Yeah. Right. Well, the one that's missing talks about you eating food, uh, on the podcast. Hmm. <laughs> that's, I feel like I've been really good about, about, about muting myself. Yeah. But, but maybe not. But I, he, I think he was, it's well, like I, think he, I think he was really. He was really pointing out that you should that to find a mute button. It was a well written review. Okay. <laughs> so no, you're the Debbie Downer, and so that I'm really trying with the, with the mute button. I'm really trying, but <laughs> I do like to snack. It's a long podcast. It's a long podcast. I got to keep up my energy. Yeah, you need the protein, man. You need the protein. I do. I do. Uh, Brennan, my friend, what do you got left in the tank? <laughs> Dude, I'm on cloud nine. Al Avila got shit canned today. Oh, oh, that's so nothing odd. wrong. That, is so fucking fantastic. He's essentially like, you know, the Kevin White of, of Detroit Tigers baseball. Oh, and like, he's gone. Smell the freedom. 
Smell the freedom. Uh, so I'm just excited about the future of my favorite baseball team now that uh, now that now that Alavilas, I mean, they can't possibly get the you know Chris Illich can't possibly get this higher wrong. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if there wasn't like a mini parade uh, somewhere like I don't know like like in fucking Bloomfield. Or know, <laughs> they, they, yeah, Bloomfield Hills. Uh, they might, they might have a. Parade. No, you know what? No, it'd be, it'd be over in, uh, in Sterling Heights. That's where the fucking. They or in down in Hamtramck too. Or, or, or Gross nice Point there. or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah mini parade for getting Alavila's ass out of there. Yeah, like, I'm doing what great. Else, what else could he mess up? How long was this? How long? I'm just you? bummed out that they let him have the trade deadline before they shit canned him. They let him make trade deadline moves. Uh, so thanks, thanks a lot for thanks, Chris, for letting him do that. Uh, maybe they yeah, can sell they some more hot and readies and and get a, a real man, a real GM in there. Oh, Jesus, I mean, honestly, a monkey with ping pong balls would fucking be doing a better job than Alvila. Uh, you're not wrong. Now, at least he wouldn't be shipping out our best fucking talent every goddamn year, claiming for, that we're on for a five- nothing. Five-year plan and seven years. I mean, you you point to me who your favorite player they got in return for Justin Verlander and uh, J.D. Martinez is, and uh, I'll wait. I'll hang up and wait and listen uh, listen to you. Uh, who's the, who's the favorite player they got back it's for John It's like uh, uh, Doyle Alexander. <laughs> yeah. Good thing he helped with that playoff. Push oh. in eighty seven, <laughs> yeah. 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 We'll do a trade. Yep. Uh, I can't even remember. Do you remember who we traded for 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 Don Trell? Uh yeah, Cameron Maben and um yeah. Andrew yeah. Miller. Andrew Miller's good. Yeah. But they got they also they uh, got Don Trell and Miguel on that one, but it was Andrew Miller and yeah. uh uh Cameron Maben. Well, I mean, the, and these are obviously Dabrowski moves. Yeah, he couldn't like, draft, but he sure could trade. Yeah, I didn't under. Yeah, yeah. He, did, I, I didn't care for him getting rid of Granderson when he did, but no, or Ajax. But you know, yeah. my wife cried when they traded Curtis Granderson. She should fucking. What? She was lamenting that, and that, she, uh, she cried when they traded Ajax too, because she we were uh, she was pregnant with our first. Like any day, ready for Sophia to come. And when they traded uh, Ajax and they pulled him out mid-game, uh, it was very tough for her. We were told for two years that Curtis Grandison was the future of Detroit baseball. Yeah. How many years did, did he play? Did he go to the Mets or the Yankees first? I can't remember. Yankees. I think Yankees. Yeah. Yankees. Always the fucking Yankees. I don't know. I mean. It, I, maybe nothing's as brutal as as paying Juan Gonzalez money, but no, um. no, no, set it on fire. Ah, <laughs> uh, shoot. Well, I got nothing else. I, as with Brendan, I'm just ecstatic that the the Detroit Tigers have decided to to not be relegated and to try to be a major league baseball team again. Um. Plenty of stuff going on with camp and all that, uh, except for the Peyton Bowen final decision. Uh, you really should expect most recruiting news to be just a whole lot of nothing or 2024 stuff. Um, 
which could get, which could, I mean, Peter Jones committing uh, the other day was kind of like maybe not out of nowhere, but it was like, oh, okay, this is going to happen right now. Cool. Uh, so 2024 stuff is, is definitely on its way. Um, we are prepping for the season. Um, and I wanted to make, I guess I do have an announcement. So I have been getting a few messages from people um, about contributing to One Foot Down uh, this year. Actually, one of them had nothing to do with football. Uh, a guy uh, writes about men's lacrosse, wants to, wants to come on board. Like, hell yeah, let's let's cover uh, men's and women's lacrosse. So uh, we're tr- trying to get that going on. But my message to you is, if hey, if you feel like you, uh, you want your voice heard um, and you got the chaps to write, Maybe you're a college student. Maybe you graduated and want to get some get some bylines. Uh, work as an you know as an intern. Um, we are the place uh, for all that. So if you are interested in all that, you can shoot me an email at subwaydomer26 at gmail.com, uh, or hit me up on DMs on Twitter at one foot down or at the subway domer, uh, or kind of whatever. Don't send me a message via YouTube like fan sided. Uh, <laughs> that probably will not be read. Uh, but, and if you have, like I said, I've got a few of these. If I, if I haven't like wrapped it all up with you, I am getting to all that. It's all that. But if you want your voice to be heard this season and you're like, man, I'm ready to go. I, I, I have a path for everyone and anyone that, that wants to be a part of the site. Um, we can definitely work something out, uh, and work that way. So it's, it's a family and families eat pasta together. So. Yes, they sure do. At all, Gordon. <laughs> my grandma's basement, you bastard. Uh, so that's it. That is this show. Thank you for listening. Uh, what's What's joyous is uh, what are you gonna listen to first? Because I'm pretty sure uh, Single High recorded tonight too. So uh, y'all get a you gotta get a Thursday loaded down with uh, Single High and OFD can't get much better or not cannot so thanks for listening and as always go irish <laughs>